Hello, good evening. It is Friday. It is over and over and over again. And this is going to be the final Arsenal Women's Weekly of the season. So it's a celebration more than anything, a celebration of the season that we've just witnessed, which has had some high moments. It's had some low moments as well. So we are going to look back on the last, what, 10, 9, nine 10 months um, that we've enjoyed watching this team play. Um, and we're going to give out some awards as well, some end of season awards. It's going to be really, really good fun and it's going to be a great show. So sit back and enjoy as we look back on the 2022-2023 season coming up the other side of this. So a nice little short intro and uh, we have got with us, of course, um, Andreas and Matt, so who's just uh, who's just disappeared off camera for a minute. We'll be back shortly. Um, Andreas, good to see you again. You're looking forward to the show. Yeah, of course I do. Uh, although it's a sad moment, it's the last show this season. But anyway, uh, it was very impressive season. And um, when we look back on this season, I think we have a lot to discuss and a lot, lot to talk about. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. A lot's gone on, hasn't it, over the last few months as we'll get into as we go along. And Matt, of course, good to see you back on the show again. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know I've not been as regular, but unfortunately due to work and other things going on, but I'm looking forward to just going back on everything that we've done over the last couple of months and looking forward to it all. Yeah, it's been, as Andrea said as well, it's been uh, it's been a very um, eventful season, hasn't it, on and off the pitch? And you know, we've been there every step of the way, enjoying it. Most of it we've enjoyed. The one or two moments we haven't, which we'll look at as well. Now, what we're going to do is what I thought the the best way to do it is. I'm going to do it a similar way to when I did the men's season the other night. Is we'll look first of all go through each little competition that we were in. Um, just look back at that competition, how we performed in it, and maybe give us a mark out of 10 for each competition as we go through it. Okay, so we'll start with the easy one, the quickest one, the one that we didn't last very long in, then we'll have a quick look at this one. So the FA Cup then, um, we got just two games in the FA Cup this season. Um, obviously, lower league, Leeds, we kind of beat them quite easy, didn't we? 9-0 kind of shows that in the women's game still, there's such a big gap, isn't there, between the very top and the teams lower down the, the scale. Much more much more of a gap than there is in the men's game. You know, you very rarely see 9-0s um, in, in the men's FA Cup. They're very, very rarely. So even when non-league teams play Premier League teams, it's generally a more competitive game. And that's an issue that is going to have to be looked at over the, over the course of time because we can't have that much of a gap, really, because it's not good for women's game in general, is it? And, and that was what that game demonstrated, didn't it? How um, how much more work there needs to be done lower down the, the, the scale. The, the WSL is fantastic. The level is brilliant. But lower down, it's there's, there's issues and, and stuff needs to be done. So maybe that game highlighted that a little bit. And, you know, we knew we'd win. We won comfortably. We could rest some players. We, we had a different sort of team and it was an enjoyable game to watch from our perspective. And I'm sure Leeds enjoyed the day and I'm sure they, their players would have gained a lot from that playing at, against a team of our, of our level. I'm sure they would have done. Um, but of course, after that, we got the draw. Nobody would have wanted that early on. Chelsea away, of course. And every year, it seems our FA Cup run ends against Chelsea, one way or the other. But the final, semi-final last year. Now it's in the, the fifth round. One day, we will beat them in the FA Cup, I'm sure, again. Um, and that was frustrating. 
we know that game we spoke about on here, didn't we? We had chances to have won. We could have gone through with the chances that we had. We didn't take them. And unfortunately, um, Chelsea got the goals and won. And, and our FA Cup run came to an end. I mean, Andreas, it didn't last long, did it? Our FA Cup run this year. Hopefully, we, we wanted to go to Wembley, but it wasn't to be. I know you went to the final anyway. Um, but it was a shame we wasn't there. But yeah, not, not what we were hoping for, really. But I suppose there's no... There's no disgrace losing to Chelsea away, is there? It's just the manner in which we lost was quite frustrating, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, FA Cup was a short one for us this season. Uh, but, um, yeah, Chelsea away is the worst draw you can get in, in such an early round. So, uh, it's the best the best team in, in the country. And, yeah, title holders, title defenders. And playing away at Kings Meadow is always difficult. But... Um, yeah, we, we had a good match there and uh, for, for most of the time in this match we were the better team. So we could have won there, but uh, once again Chelsea was the one to score the goals and this is this is one of their, their most strengths they have, uh, that they win uh, the close matches, the important matches by, by scoring goals and, and not uh, conceding, yeah. So football is, is so easy. If you score more goals than, than your your opponent, then you deserve to win. And so so Chelsea deserved to win. Uh, yeah, it, it's a pity that, that we were out so early. Um, I think we would have been able to compete against any other team, maybe, maybe at home against Chelsea, but away there is, as I said, the worst draw. And you know, we have to accept it and... and Go, go on for for next season for the cup and, and hopefully we'll get a better draw or get Chelsea only uh, at Wembley. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like we, we do seem to play Chelsea every year in the FA Cup at one, one stage or another, don't we? So, yeah, ideally it would be at Wembley as opposed to certainly not away. You don't really want to play them away at any any stage, really. But I think we showed enough this season in the matches against Chelsea and we'll talk about that a bit more later on in the other competitions that... We've got no reason to fear if we do get drawn against them again next season. To, to fear that playing against them, I think that we've we've closed. I think in recent years there has been a gap between us and Chelsea in the matches that we've played against them. They've been superior to us in most of the games, but I think this season in particular showed that that gap's really closing, and there's not really much to choose between us. And on any given day, we we can beat them, and we've shown that this season. We have beaten them this season, as we'll come on to, and and yeah, it's. Um, I wouldn't be worrying about necessarily playing Chelsea now. Obviously, we'll see what the transfer window brings for both teams, I guess. But at this moment in time, I feel confident if we were to play them next season, we could we could get the better of them and go through. But yeah, it was it was frustrating to go out so early, really, because you know it's a nice you know we won the FA Cup the most times. It's a great day out of Wembley if you're in the final and whatever. It would have been great to have been there, but it wasn't meant to be this year. And maybe when we look at some of the other competitions later on, um, we'll maybe see that perhaps going out of the FA Cup early might not have actually pinned us in other competitions. You know, perhaps it helps us a little bit in certain other games later on in the season, maybe. I mean, Matt, what did you make of our short, brief FA Cup run? Because, you know, we all hope that we at the start we're going to go to Wembley and, and win the Cup. But it wasn't meant to be this year, was it, for us, unfortunately? Yeah, and let it be known that under Jonas, we've essentially had at least one or two semi-finals over the last couple of years uh, since he's taken over. Um, so the first two being the uh, the FA Cup semi-finals and final. Um, uh, unfortunately, we got knocked out in the quarterfinals last season of the Conti Cup, which we'll come into later on. Um, 
but it was just at this moment in time, I, th I think you look back and go, I'm kind of glad it, that it went that way. But mm. I remember when we were talking about the draw and everything, and I had to show, I had to show Andreas the uh, footage of the draw and how that was conducted. Mm. It was so poorly done, and it, it just it, you you bring up a draw, and it, you take, for example, the Champions League draw or the um, or the men's draws. Any, it's really conducted either like you put in a bowl where it's everyone can see it. And basically, they make sure that there's no. Um, mm. I'm trying to use the right word here. Um, there's no, there's no cheating going on. Essentially, yeah, that's, you can that's see what's what happening. Doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas it just, they just had the balls in the bag, and it was almost just like, no matter what had happened, it wasn't shaken enough. It wasn't. There was nothing going around to say. Oh, it was almost like these draws had already been picked before they. Were, even uh, chosen and it just is it was pretty poor um it felt really unprofessional as well the fact they were both sitting down doing that draw mm. and it, it just felt kind of inevitable that that was going to happen like it was either going to be us or man city or it was going to be it was just sort of one of the two teams were going to get end up drawing each other we know that over the last couple of seasons it's usually been man city chelsea and won the semi-finals or arsenal chelsea and won the other it's just the way the draw goes, but unfortunately, but to get that out of the way, um, it just it just felt really bad. Uh, considering that, okay, there was some really good, decent teams. I will point out to this at this point in time as well that the FA Cup that again it needs they need to do better with that, uh, not just on the uh, the way they conduct the draws. They need to just be better professional about it altogether. That you look at the preliminary rounds of the FA Cup. They have the BBC have them live, ITV have them live now, and you're just thinking there's a market in there for teams like like um, I remember Lewis would play Manchester United, and I believe that was on the FA Player. What? Mm. Why are they not? Why are these games not being put on the um, onto BBC and ITV and given a proper opportunity for? everyone to see it just feels really bad i remember going back to last season as well in the fa cup southampton went up against uh ipswich who they were in a title fight with kayla rendell goes and scores an excellent header to in the last minute of extra time and unfortunately you couldn't find the footage because it wasn't on the fa player it wasn't even on shown live so unless you were there you wouldn't know what the, what was going on unless you were part of the social media accounts uh, it's just really really bad that we're coming into sort of the modern era of football and there isn't really a modern solution to these sorts of issues that we're, that we're seeing in the FA Cup. But when we come back to the Arsenal, I think it was just a case of we'll try our best and we did, but it just didn't work out that way. And it, if I had to give that a couple rating, in, I'd probably say a six because we tried, but it wasn't enough in the end. No, it wasn't. I mean, I think a six is not a bad score for the FA Cup. A one good victory and one unfortunate defeat. I mean, Andreas, give the FA Cup run a score out of 10 then. I know we didn't go very far in it, so it's not going to be too high a score, I'm sure. Uh, from from one to 10? Or... Yeah, one to 10, yeah. Is, ten, being, uh, 10 would be winning it, probably, and one yeah. would be getting knocked out in the first round by Leeds. But what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> a three. <laughs> it, was, well, it was too early. 
that we went out. I think, yeah, it was just the three. Yeah, I mean, I would say maybe, yeah, because we went out to Chelsea away, which is a tough draw, and because we actually played pretty well on the day, maybe a little bit more than that. I mean, Matt, six is not a bad score. Maybe a five I'd maybe be tempted to go for because we did go out early. But, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the most memorable FA Cup run, was it? I mean, going back to the, the TV, though, Matt, what I do think a little bit is, because of what we said before about the women's game, the gap between the top and the rest, you don't get many cup shocks in the FA Cup. I think with the men's FA Cup, there's always a likelihood of a shock. So TV want to show a game like that because the likelihood is that they could see something special, a, a, a big cup shock. You don't tend to get that in the women's game at this moment in time because of the gap is so high. So I don't know if that's the reason why TV don't want to show it because who wants to see Arsenal beating Leeds 9-0? We do, but it's not going to help women's football, is it? Seeing games like that on the telly, maybe. And maybe that's one of the reasons. And until maybe we get to a point where you do start getting some shocks until teams like Leeds can beat a WSL team in the FA Cup. Until that starts happening, maybe we're not, that the TV aren't going to be interested, unfortunately. And I agree, they should be because it's it's a great competition and they should show it more. But maybe that could be a reason why they, they aren't so keen to show them type of games. Because, you know, it's not... As a neutral watching a game, you don't really want to see one team win 9-0, dear, let's be honest, because it's not really good for the game. I remember the Lionesses have won a few games, haven't they? 20-0, we won a game, didn't we, last last year? Yeah. And, you know, it's almost pointless in a way, isn't it? And maybe that's part of the reason. I don't know, but it should be given more... Um, it definitely should be given more uh, publicity, without a shadow of a doubt, and hopefully going forward it will. But but we'll see what happens. From our point of view, yeah, we were out quickly. Um, we had one... We scored a lot of goals in the competition, nine in, in total, but that was all in one game um, against Paul Leeds, who, who did give it their best shot, didn't they, that day? But obviously, they were never going to be able to do too much. Uh, we've got LG in the chat, says, Evening, gentlemen, how are you doing? Good to see you. Uh, Terry's in, as always. He says, Good evening, Richard Andreas, International Man of Mystery of Matt. Uh, good mm -hmm. to have you here for the season's um, finale. Wouldn't have been the same without you, indeed, it wouldn't have been. And Terry says, I'll take it. Amar hasn't got his watch fixed. Unfortunately, Amar's at work. He's had to work on the late shift this week, so he can't be with us at all. So it's not to do with his watch this week. His watch is fine. He's just at work, unfortunately. So Amar can't be with us, which is a shame. Uh, we've got a magnificent Jeff in the chat. Says, evening to your legends. Uh, good to see you. I hope you're well. Uh, Jeff says, their next season is going to be even tougher. Chelsea already signed two good players. We have to bring Top players, if we want to win major honours like the Champions League, WSOFA Cup. Yeah, but every season's getting tougher and tougher, isn't it? Because all the teams are improving and it's the way it is. And we're going to have to do the same to compete. Of course we are. But, you know, we haven't done too badly over the last couple of years. We've, you know, we we're one point away from the title last season. We've won a trophy this season, semi-final of Champions League. So, you know, we're not far off, are we? Um, and let's hope we can keep going. Um, Terry says, uh, to be uh, to be honest, I thought we shouldn't have lost to Chelsea at all this season. It was our own downfall. We couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I agree. We could have we could have won all them games. We played them four times. We could have won them all. And in the end, we just won one and lost two. So, yeah, disappointing. Um, but, um, but anyway, that was the FA Cup then. Not really too much to talk about there because we went out rather too early, which was a shame. Um, but the other domestic cup went rather better. Again, not many games to talk about because we only had to play three games, a quarter-final, a semi-final and a final, but we won them all. So that was even better. We ended our little trophy drought of, what, four or five years without a trophy. So it was nice to get a trophy on the board. 
And yes, out of the four, it's probably the, the, the fourth on the list, isn't it, of what you want to win. But when you haven't won anything for a while, and particularly this under this manager, we hadn't won anything at all, and this team, and it was great to finally break that duck. More than anything else, it was a great run, wasn't it? Aston Villa finished fifth. We beat them 3-0 in a quarterfinal at Meadow Park. Really good performance. The semi-final went all the way to extra time, didn't it? Manchester City, another team that finished in the top five, um, and we, we got past them. And then, of course, the final, what more could we have wanted? Chelsea at Sellers Park, um, going a goal behind early on as well. It looked like they were going to do it do us again in a final, as they've done so many times. But that performance after that first sort of five minutes or so um, was just remarkable, the way that we played, the way that first half, we could have scored five or six goals in that in that game. And to, to play like that against a team like Chelsea and to, to win that cup in that manner, for me, it was um, it was definitely one of the highlights of the season. We'll come on to the highlights a bit later. But for me, that was definitely one of the highlights of the season, that final, the way that we played and obviously winning the cup. I know Andreas, you were there, wasn't you? It was, it was a great day, wasn't it? A great performance from us. And um, it was so nice, wasn't it, to finally get one over in Chelsea in a cup final, but also to end our own little trophy draft. I think we needed to win something, didn't we, this season? So it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great day and um, yeah, fantastic performance from the girls and uh, especially how uh, they responded to this early goal. Uh, I can remember uh, the situation after two minutes. I thought, OK, it's, it's going to happen again. Yeah. Once again, Sam Kerr and Chelsea and... Uh, it's it's it will all be over again and the way uh, the team responded they they seem to to ignore this this uh, being one one nil down and just following the match plan and doing what what they planned and and everything worked out on this day uh, we had an a uh, quick uh, equalizer and then two more goals in, in the first half, the third goal just uh, short before the halftime whistle. This was nearly perfect. And then uh, we knew that the second half will be difficult because Chelsea will, will try to come back and, and be back in the match, but uh, we didn't let them. We dominated the, the second half. Of course, Chelsea had more ball possession or had a few chances, but uh, the second half there was never a feeling uh, we could lose and this was really a brilliant performance from the whole team and a deserved win it was not a lucky win it was not that you could say ah oh, the referee decision or so no it was really deserved win from the better team and i think this uh, was one of our best performances this season and uh, the atmosphere was great there was uh, i only heard the arsenal supporters uh, it was nearly as if no Chelsea supporter was there. And um, yeah, the whole day was just a perfect day. I was so happy when I saw the girls celebrate in the end. And yeah, of course, I can only give a 10 for the Conti Cup this year. We couldn't do better. And we have a trophy. The girls deserve this. And and uh, the, the season, the following matches, the following season showed how important this was for, for the mental situation of the whole team. Uh, just just having won something and, and knowing we can do it. So this helped uh, for the rest of the season and yeah, Conti Cup was perfect this year. It was, yeah. And I mean, the fact that as well that it wasn't, I know we didn't have many games to have to play, but it was, it was a difficult run that we had. We had difficult teams to get past. And so it was, yes, we had two two games at home, I suppose, which obviously is an advantage, but 
it was still two two tough two tough games to win as well before the final. So you know to say that we we didn't deserve to win that cup. You know, I know people said, oh, you know, we didn't have to qualify through the group stage and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's because we were doing something a little bit more difficult in Europe at the time. So we couldn't play in the group stage. But that was the rule. We had three tough games we had to win and we won them all. And we won them all playing good football. All three of those games, I thought we played really well. And you have to say that as, as a competition, yeah, 10 out of 10 is the only score we can really give it because it was almost perfect, wasn't it, from start to finish. We only conceded that one goal and that was in the final very early on. And look how we responded to that, as you said. I mean, Matt, you were there as well, wasn't you, at Sellers Park? And I know we saw some of the videos that you did. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. I mean, it was a great day, wasn't it? But more than anything else, it was, the, as, as Andreas said, the belief I think we got from winning that game, you could see it afterwards. And hopefully going forward, that's going to be really important, isn't it? Yeah, and just to point it back to that game against Villa, it was a game that we were really up for, and it almost seemed a bit odd. Because I'm pretty sure Villa at that time they had a couple of games um, before that game. That I, I think it was around that time where the uh, we were having uh, a game being postponed left, right, and centre. So we were in that rocky period of we haven't played, so we might have have a bit of a lag. Um, but to, to come out and win 3-0 against Villa at home was great and it showed our intent. It wasn't like, well, last year where against Man United where it was just going to be Alessia Russo who scores the last minute winner and that's it. It was, it was we're going to go out and we're going to make sure that we do something this time around. And even in that semi-final, you, you thought nothing was going to happen and then right at the right at the uh, end, Stina comes in, pokes that ball home, and you think, right, she's going to kick on from here, and it it uh, it kind of did, and it kind of didn't. But you look at that final and the way Stina used her self confidence to boost herself throughout the rest of the season, it was fantastic to see. And she really grew up. I know that a lot of the rumours were going around that apparently we were going to ask to swap with Alessia Russo and all that might have been in her head. The fact that she hadn't been scoring and she was just, at, at the same time, she was she was our only striker at that point. So it was almost like she was getting fatigued and it was at that point where we were kind of like a breaking point with her. But the fact that she just ran the show and she just did it so well, if if I had to give a score, not only that, for us to go and win the cup as well, when we're 1-0 down after two minutes, it's huge mentality. I think the actual way we won it, we won it on the virtual toss, the fact that the fact the home fans got the um, homestead end, which is uh, Palace's um, biggest stand. So effectively, I think from the fans' point of view, because we had the bigger amount of fan availability to put into one one stand compared to everyone else we the fans were going to always make sure that the team were there from zero zero to 90 minutes throughout that entire game uh, if i had to give a score it would be 25 plus 10 plus 2 which is 37 <laughs> which for those wondering is all the goal scorers in that final because it I think it was needed. We needed to have something. And I think this year we said a lot of us wanted a trophy. It didn't matter whether it was going to be NFA Cup, the Conti Cup. Um, realistically, Champions League was there. 
although fifty fifty because of the draws and things like that. I think we'll talk about that later on. And the WSL, it just, I think it just sort of slowly fell apart in the end, and which we'll talk about a bit more. But the Conti Cup was just something I think Jonas put on the board as soon as he saw that draw against Villa and saw the rest of the teams in that competition. He said, "That's the trophy on we're winning next this season." Next season, we're going to we're going to hope to try and carry on that title and be the whole do a better job holding on to these competitions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I do think the, the first trophy that you win as a manager at a club is really important, and it doesn't really matter which one it is. Yes, one of the bigger ones would be would have been fantastic, but to win your first trophy is so important, isn't it? And I think that now, you know, I'm sure the uh, Continental Cup was the first trophy that Joe won as well, wasn't it? And, and then we went on to win the, the league title. So it can lead on to bigger and better things by getting that first one on the board. And hopefully, and the, the, the signs are from the way that we played from that final onwards, it suggests to me that that could well be the case and we could well go on and... and go on and win more trophies on the back of that um and we've now got one on the board and yeah it was it was a difficult run it was three good performances accumulating in that final which was just incredible uh terry says there the thing um i like most about that fantastic day it was the first time the girls didn't look nervous and we defo kicks on from that down to the end of the season yes right we didn't look overawed by chelsea did we we went out there and even though we went behind we 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 didn't look bothered by that particularly we just cracked on without how we were going to play and we fully fully deserved uh that win terry says the only sad part of that great day they didn't show salty emma's face enough <laughs> no they, they showed it enough our interview afterwards was quite salty wasn't it so um, what she said about us but anyway you know that's her all over isn't it but never mind um terry says stina that day proves she's world class yes yeah, she that's what see that to me is that's what you need don't you you need players so when when it, the pressure's on in the big games, that's when you see who can step up to the mark and who, who can do that. And Stina did that day. Not only Stina, but she had a really good game that, in that final, didn't she? Um, and, you know, she, she proved a lot of people wrong, I think, that day. And um, she kicked on from there like like the rest of them. But, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, at least 10 out of 10, we have to give the, the Continental Cup this season. It's fantastic to get that trophy, to see the girls lifting a cup at the, end of the, at the end of the game is fantastic. And, you know, to see them at the end of the season, you know, with a trophy is so so important and it's just what football's about isn't it at the end of the day that's what we're here for we love to see the team win trophies and the players want to win trophies as well the manager so we've got that one done that we got a trophy on the board and now say let's hope it's the first of many that's going to come our way in the next few years and the signs are good um now of course um after winning the continental cup it did seem to give us um a lot more belief in ourselves and in everything else, despite other issues going on with injuries and whatnot, which we'll talk about as well. And I do think that going out of the FA Cup, then beating Chelsea the following week in the final of the Continental Cup really set us up nicely for what turned out to be a really exciting run in the Champions League. I mean, we'll come on to the sort of moment of the season and that a little bit later on when we give out the awards. But having 60,000 fans at the Emirates for that semi-final against Wolfsburg was just incredible. I, I mean, it was it was just... You can't even put it into words how incredible that is for a women's Champions League game or any women's football match to have 60,000 fans. And we could have got more in. More people would have come to that game. We could have sold more tickets if the ground 
um, allowed it. There's no doubt about that. And that was just incredible to be there that night, to experience that whole thing. And yes, we lost the game, but ultimately that's not the, the thing that's come out of that the most. It was disappointing. Of course it was. We'd love to have been playing in a final tomorrow, wouldn't we? It would love to have been us against Barcelona. You know, we could have been in Eindhoven now doing a show live from some cafe in, in Holland, um, which would have been cool, wouldn't it? But, um, but it, it, yeah, it, it was a real shame for the girls as well that, that we just couldn't quite do it. But that whole Champions League run from the very first game when we went away and won 5-1 in Leon, the holders, all the way through to that semi-final second leg extra time when we, you know, went so, so close to going all the way to the final. It was just an incredible run. And you could see as it went along, the belief, as we talked about before, you could see how much it it, it improved, didn't it? Going 2-0 down in that first leg at Wolfsburg away in 20 minutes, it was like... How on earth did we even make that competitive from that point? It was just an incredible effort. And that, to me, was one of the highlight, real big highlights of the season. The whole Champions League run, not just that semi-final, but the whole run from the group stage onwards, it was just incredible. The Bayern Munich game at the Emirates, what a performance that was. That first half was incredible. And it was littered, wasn't it, that Champions League with performances like that. And to me, that is such a um, such a great um thing for going forward into next season because you know as it's been mentioned already in the chat you know it's going to be tougher next season of course it is but what we've learned from our experiences this season I think has put us in really really good stead and that Champions League run for me yes only only getting to the final and winning it would obviously have, have topped it but as it was it it was far exceeded expectations didn't it? I don't think any of us no matter how optimistic we were expected us to not only get to the semi-final but to go that close to getting to the final taking it to extra time and you know, just being so unfortunate in that semi-final, the way that that game played out in the end. But I mean, Andreas, that Champions League, it was it was incredible, wasn't it? What an what an amazing um, campaign it was from first game from the first kick in Leon to the final seconds of extra time at the Emirates. It was just amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic Champions League season for us, and an incredible run, and so so many moments in this Champions League season for us that were really unreal. Uh, I, I would have never believed this before, what, what happened in this Champions League season. I, if you told me before we are going to win uh, away at Lyon, a 5-1, I would have said, oh, sorry, are you crazy? <laughs> I don't <laughs> believe it. Uh, looking back, it, it still seems unreal that, that we have beaten the, the title holders 5-1 uh, on their pitch. Fantastic, fantastic start to the Champions League. And then I think in the whole group stage was really strong. There was only one weaker match, but uh, this was the home match against uh, Lyon. But this had, had its reason in, in with injury. I think in, in this moment, the match was over and, and it was only uh, just to secure qualification for the knockout uh, stage. And we did this. But the next match uh, we won in uh, away at Zurich. I think it was... Was it 9-1 or 9-0? Yeah, 9-1, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is this is not, not a team of the third or fourth uh, tier. It's it's uh, a national champion. And, mm. and winning there with 9-1 is just fantastic. And then the two matches uh, against Bayern Munich. Uh, both matches we dominated. We were, we were the far better team. And um, we, yeah, we deserved to, to go through. Um, yeah, fantastic performance, and uh, what we did uh, against Wolfsburg was uh, yeah unreal. 
a performance there with two nil down coming back and nearly having one there uh, at home with, with all these injuries uh, and yeah everything that happened during the match the VAR decision against us when we scored a goal uh, the injury to Laura unbelievable that we came back and, and we're so close and yeah sold out Emirates uh, I remember uh, Jonas words uh, after the the North London derby in, in the WSL, when he said, uh, you can uh, fill a, a big stadium just for, for one special match, for one special event, but doing this repeatedly, doing this again and again, this shows the development of the women's football for a club. And we proved this, or we showed this development. There were three league matches with more than 40,000. Uh, then the Bayern Munich match were about... 25,000, 30,000, and then sold out against Wolfsburg. Fantastic. The, uh, yeah, this growing together from, from the fan base with the team uh, was extremely this season. And, uh, yeah, and the performance of the team, just fantastic. Uh, of course, uh, we can't give a 10 for the Champions League uh, season because we didn't uh, reach the final. But if you see uh, the first the the situation for from the team, I think we would have gone to the final tomorrow with with uh, ten or eleven uh, players from <laughs> from from the normal squad. So uh, the chance to beat Barcelona would be very very low. And maybe it's better that that we don't have to to go there and and are, are beaten four or five nil. Then everybody would say ah. Oh, Look, uh, Arsenal is is just a weak team. They can't compete against Barcelona. If we if we had our best team, yeah, yeah, then I would like to play the final. But so it's okay. Of course, everybody would have taken the chance to to go to penalty shootout when when you are two two after 180 minutes. You want to to take this chance. But what could they have done better? They they. They gave everything. They gave 100%. You remember how many of our players had cramps uh, in in uh, extra time. Uh, we, we should have uh, changed five players, but there were, there were not five players on the bench to bring them in. So it was just a match to remember. And I think uh, in, in one or two years or five years, we will look back and say, do you remember the Wolfsburg Champions League match, the sold-out Emirates for the first time, and how the girls performed there? It was just fantastic. And uh, I think we were all proud to be Arsenal fans and to be fans of this team. What they did uh, was yeah, incredible. So uh, what can I give? I give eight points because we didn't reach the final, we didn't win the Champions League, but uh, yeah, I think the eight points out of ten are really deserved for a fantastic run. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a fantastic run. And as you said, so many great moments and great memories from the whole competition that we played, you know, brilliant. Some great, great football. And who, who would have thought that, you know, we could have produced what we produced and, and get as far as we did? And yes, we didn't reach the final. And I agree with the, the, the state of the squad now uh, and the players we've got injured and stuff, we, we wouldn't have been able to do ourselves justice in the final tomorrow, would we? Let's be honest. We, we would have, I'm sure the girls would have given everything on the day, without a doubt, but we wouldn't have really been able to do ourselves justice, would we, with the injuries that we've got, the key players missing. And maybe it might work, it might have worked out for the best. And maybe next season, with hopefully a fully fit squad by the end of the season and um, new signings and stuff, maybe next year might be a better time to get to the final when we can really go there and give it 
everything to, to try to win that trophy. So, yeah, disappointing. Obviously, we're all disappointed that night at the Emirates. But as you said, Andrew, that's absolutely right. So much pride for mm. what this team produced in those games against the best teams in some of the best teams in Europe. And we wasn't, you know, last season you could see we were short, you know, against Barcelona in the two games when we played Wolfsburg later on. You could see we were short. But this season, in no game in the Champions League did we look short. We competed with everybody. And yes, we lost at home to, to Leon, And we know the reasons behind that defeat to a certain degree was the injury, as we know. Um, we did lose the game away in Bayern in the first leg, but we competed so well in that game. And we were unlucky to lose, as we know. So, yeah, we, we were really unfortunate um, not to not to reach the final, maybe, in the end on that night. But yeah, I say 60,000 fans at the Emirates. That's the one thing. And I think you're right. In years to come, everybody will look back on that game as being maybe the, the turning point for women's football in this country, to be able to sell 60,000 fans into a game for a women's game in this country was just amazing. And and you're right, Jonas says it's about not doing it once, it's about doing it consistently. And we did this season. There were a lot of games at the Emirates and they all sold well, didn't they? Yes, the Champions League group gave not so much, but you wouldn't have expected them to. And maybe next season they need to look at that. And is it worth playing them there? Probably not knockout games definitely and obviously the WSL games everybody got more booked in so but yeah I mean an incredible run it's just you know it's all it almost feels bad just giving it an eight for how what progress that we made and how well we competed all the way through to the semi-final second leg extra tie we took it as far as we could possibly take it other than the penalties I suppose um so it almost feels a bit harsh an eight really but I can understand why we didn't win it and you're right you can't really it's difficult to give it too much more. I'd maybe be looking perhaps at a nine just for how many great moments that it gave us all the way through. Um, I mean, Matt, obviously, it was, you know, we we're all disappointed that night at the Emirates, but what a fantastic run it was and what a brilliant effort that they they put in against some great teams as well. It wasn't we had an easy draw because we didn't. We had a tough run and we produced time after time, rose to the occasion, didn't we, all the way through. Yeah, we really did. And it all started with the preliminary round against Ajax, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, being at home at Meadow Park, and we're one new up, thinking, okay, we might be if we get and get another goal. I think we can be a bit more comfortable. Fortunately, they go and score a goal and bring it back to Amsterdam for a, to, for a basically a, a one a one shot shootout, and we won that game one nil, and that set us on our way. Um, the draw could have been a lot; it could have been a lot tougher, but at the same time, it could have been. A lot easier and at this moment in time i well i think we're grateful for the fact that we got juventus and leon and zurich because i know there's always a whipping team that you can kind of look at you but bear in mind that switzerland's uh and their football their national teams that they're, they're always qualifying for things but or close to qualifying um but they're at club level their cl- their clubs are not at the standard as everyone else, which is one of the reasons why I'm in favour of really expanding the, the Champions League a little bit more instead of having this. I mean, it just gets more complicated next season. We're going to have essentially three knockout rounds before we eventually get to that group stage, uh, mm-hmm. whereas United will have two. Uh, no, not two, one, one sorry. Um, it just... One two-legged one two game they'll have, yeah. Yeah, one, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I mean. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, but... Again, it's just one of those things where whatever, whatever the saying goes, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And we really did learn our lessons from Wolfsburg, as you've mentioned. 
and we really did rise to our occasions. The game, I remember actually, funny enough, the game against Leon the day before was the uh, Ballon d'Or. Uh, not uh, so, yeah. uh, so um, Lekeep decided to uh, label Beth as a guest. A guest. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of uh, revenge on that part, but it, I, I, I just through that group stage, there was some moments where you thought, "Okay, this team looks solid. We're going to." I don't think any of us were thinking that we were going to get first. I think a lot of us were going to say we we're going to battle it out with Juventus for mm. second, mm. and the fact that we gone and got our points against Juventus, the draw away in Turin, and then to to win at home. That kind of sealed the qualifications, but then you look at someone like Viv getting injured against Leon, it, it kind of put a dampener on things. And it it seems a lot of those games where we had an ACL injury, we ended up losing because our mentality is more thinking towards the players' health at the end of it. And I I think if I'm honest, I would be tempted to turn around and say that needs looking at because do players feel right that after after players are being adjusted to this injury do they feel right and are they in the right frame of mind to carry on playing because it's causing chaos at the moment if i remember rightly it's over 200 now since 2021 2020 2021 something like that over 200 players across the top leagues as well as some at the um lower leagues it's just but anyway this the champions league the fact that we got by and i was really looking forward to that i was always going to make that trip i really enjoyed it um although we didn't get the result i think i, I, I remember talking to andreas and his friends and saying i think it's going to be a close to game even if it's if it, even if it's just one goal in it it's going to be a fantastic opportunity and moment and we it really did play up to uh, to be honest if i was looking at over those ties in the quarter final our one stuck out as probably the most meaningful because you look at some of the other ones they're a bit of a you would have thought leon would have gone on and beaten chelsea unfortunately that ended up going to penalties chelsea winning that one you look at barcelona playing roma as well and as roma as a good side as they are they just don't have that pedigree that barcelona do and barcelona just them in the end at, at the new camp but it meant more to them to get those sorts of experiences whereas for us it was we needed to make sure that we get over the line and we did really well I, I, again especially whatever happened in the Bayern Munich game we learned a lot from because we went into the game against Wolfsburg we got our first ever away knockout goals in Europe under Jonas Ivrell and we also managed to <laughs> not lose in a knockout game away from home in Europe as well in that game. So it meant the world to come back home and to, again, another shootout. And unfortunately, we just couldn't get it done. And unfortunately, Laura got himself injured, um, which I think probably changed the game a little bit. And everyone kind of wanted it to go to extra time. Just to put it into facts, 20 seconds it was between their, uh, Jen Beattie's goal, the kickoff and the VAR, uh, that Laura went down injured mm. so it, it it was a it's a bit of an odd one but at the same time it needs to be looked at um but if i had to give a score out of this i would i would have probably said nine um but i think an eight is justified a nine would have probably been 
um, if we could have made it to that final. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. No, it didn't. And yeah, I mean, I, I would be tempted to give it a nine just because of how much we exceeded expectations in it, really, and, and how, how close we came to making what would have been... It would have been history, wouldn't it, if we could have got through to that final and, and whatnot. But yeah, it was it was such a great run and so many great performances thrown in there as well. And that that was, I mean, um, I know obviously we're going to come on to the WSL season in a minute, and it's that's the sort of that's the league games every week that we're watching, and that's the competition that we want to win. And um, but the Champions League this season, I mean, we played twelve games in the Champions League. If you include the qualifier against Ajax, that's a lot of that's a lot of games. When you think we only played twenty-two league games, we played twelve in the Champions League. So it's a big competition that takes up a lot of the season, mm. um, and it plays a big part in in uh, overall. And you know, it's a shame we couldn't have got a thirteenth game played tomorrow. But I, I mean, I think we'd all pretty much sit here if we were playing in the final tomorrow. I think we'd all be sitting here thinking, you know what? Let's just not lose eight nil <laughs> with the team that we've got. And you know, it would have been a shame for that to happen, I suppose. But but it was a brilliant competition. It brought so many great things. It the crowds at the Emirates for the knockout games in particular were fantastic. The, the atmosphere of it all, and the way that the girls just rose to the occasion in those big games, and I. I think we'll all look back on this Champions League campaign and it could well be a real big turning point in, in this team, for this team going forward, knowing what we achieved and how well we played against some of the best teams. And, and to come out of it in the way that we did, yes, we're all, we were all disappointed and frustrated. But as we said before, pride was the overall feeling for me for that whole Champions League campaign from start to finish. You know, From beating Leon 5-1 to, to that extra time was just it was an incredible run incredible ride and we really loved it and hopefully next season we can go one better maybe two better and actually win it we don't we'll have to wait and see but yeah i think eight or nine out of ten would be fair enough for the champions league this season brilliant brilliant um run it was and some great memories um and of course the final competition is the main one of course the one we play the most games in and maybe not quite as as didn't quite go as well as we hoped but there's a lot of reasons as to why that was but it still wasn't too bad was it <laughs> So we did what we had to do in the end, get third place, which didn't look particularly likely at one point, did it? You know, we were trailing Man City and, and it, you know, with all the injuries that we had, we were looked like fourth place was going to be where we might end up finishing. So we managed to get third place, which was the most important thing. Yes, I think to try and win the league this season with all the problems that we had with injuries and stuff was always going to be a, a massive ask and probably not realistic to happen. You know, we had such a good start, didn't we? We won, what, our first six or seven games and then the injuries started to happen and suddenly, you know, I know people might look on it and say, you know, we lost, what, five five WSL games this season. Last season, we lost one. And you could look at it and think, well, that's, you know, we've got less points this season and whatever. But I think we have to take the context into account as to why, um you know, the season didn't quite pan out as we hoped it would have done. But again, for most of it, it was a case of um, certainly in the second half of the season with the with the injury issues that we had, it was a case of really, again, the pride, wasn't it, of how well um, we, we did in so many games and how difficult it was for us. And we still generally managed to put in these performances and and show that what we're what we can be about this team can be about with i say one or two additions and some players back fit again we, we're going to be a real a real um, threat for the title aren't we in the future but i mean it was 
I suppose it was a mixed season in the WSL, if we're honest. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Some great moments, some great performances, um, but also some disappointments, some terrible injuries. Um, and ultimately, I say we managed to get the minimum the minimum requirement, which was top. We had to get in the Champions League, didn't we? After that, we just spoke about how brilliant we played this year. It would have been a disaster not to have been in it next season, wouldn't it? So that was so, so important. I think the win over Man City was probably the most crucial one in the end, wasn't it? That beating them proved to be the difference in the end, didn't it? Got us there ahead of Man City. So um, that was such a big game, a big goal from Katie to win that one. And but there, there was some great, some great moments as well. Obviously, the picture I had there beating Tottenham four 0 at the Emirates was great, wasn't it? In front of that big crowd, at record crowd at the time, and um, a lot of great performances early in the season, and even later on. You know, we, we I say the Man City game was a brilliant performance. Some of those away performances at the end, Brighton when we just ripped them apart in in that game against Brighton in the first half, and you know, a lot, a lot of great, uh, great performances, and yeah, just ultimately in the end, not quite. Uh, we wasn't quite there to, to be able to. To take that title down to the last game would have been nice. I mean, Andreas, what would you rate in the season overall for the WSL? Because it was a bit of a mixed bag, if we're honest, wasn't it, overall in the end? It was a very, very difficult season for us. We all know the reasons. Um, yeah, in the end, uh, I think we we must be happy with what, what we reached. Uh, we secured this, the third place. This was this was the goal that, that we could achieve. And I remember that... Uh, in March, I started uh, saying we are we are no longer in the title race. We are competing for the third place, and this this was what what came out in the end. And uh, I'm sure if the season would have been two or three weeks longer, then we wouldn't finish uh, third, because uh, uh, yeah, the team is is at an at an end now. And and I think uh, Leah's injury. Uh, was the one injury too much? Uh, we we cope with everything, and uh, the team stepped up, players stepped up, uh, and and found new roles and everything. But this injury, this was the one too much, and uh, it was only bringing it over the line, the third place. And yeah, when you look back of the uh, about the whole season, we started so well, we we won all the first matches, uh, but uh, once again. Uh, Everything was against us in this season. Uh, if we had uh, played our first match away um, at City uh, in in a moment of the season when when City was was not ready uh, with all the, the their key players that had left, uh, new players in, they were not really uh, a team at this moment. Uh, I'm sure we would have won the first match away um, at the Academy Stadium, but <laughs> it was postponed. And later, uh, later, when we had to play there, City had a good run, and yeah, we had a bad match. We lost there. So, um, as as Frida said in her um, uh, contract extension video, the whole world was against us. This was the feeling you could have in this season. Uh, it started with the with the two late goals from United at at the Emirates when we lost at home, and then, uh, yeah. As I said, many injuries, injury crisis. But uh, if, we, if we had not uh, have so many injuries, maybe some players wouldn't have stepped up the way they did. Uh, when you see uh, how Frida developed in this season, uh, how Victoria came in and, and became a key player in in a few weeks, uh, yeah, other players who stepped up. It was yeah, it was a fantastic 
uh, development from the team and they grew together like a family. This is one word they often said uh, when, when they spoke about the situation. It was just like a family. And uh, this, this made, made uh, the success uh, only possible because it became worse and worse uh, in the second half with, with the injuries we had. And then Leah uh, Williamson, then, then uh, Laura Wally, and now in the final match, as it is not enough, uh, Stina fractured her wrist. It's unbelievable what, what happened. So with all this against us, I think we did what, what was possible. And, and the third place is, yeah, it's, it was necessary to reach the tendency because it would be more difficult uh, to get, the, to get the, the right players in, in the transfer window. And uh, yeah, and the team will remember this season as, as, as stepping up and, and growing together. The team, uh, the coaching staff, everybody, the, uh, the relationship, the fans team uh, was growing this season. And yeah, it's difficult to, to, give, to give points for this season. <sighs> Can I give uh, seven points? It's a bit, a bit emotional. <laughs> Uh, in, in these seven points, because normally for the start of the season, you said third place with no chance uh, to to be champions in the last two matches, or it was not a good season. But uh, with all the circumstances, this was a good season. It was a good performance from the whole team. So let's say seven, and we've got what was possible. Yeah, I do think that sometimes, I know... Football and sport is a results business. Of course it is. And in results and, and stuff is, is what matters. And we all know that. But sometimes I do think you have to look at the context of outside of just the results. And I agree. In a normal season, if we'd finished third with 49 points, five defeats, we would look on that and say that's really disappointing in yeah. the season. And I think we'd be looking at giving it a three out of ten or a four, maybe a five at the most because we got the top three. But... I think in the circumstances, we can't, it's difficult to feel like that about it because, yes, it's disappointing. Of course, we want to win the league and we want to be challenging a bit better than we did, but we have to take into account the team, the players that we had out for such a long yeah. time and no one could have coped with that, really. And we did as best as we could do in the circumstances. And, yes, third place wasn't what where we thought we'd finish at the start of the season. Of course, it wasn't. We expected to be first or second, didn't we? I'm sure we all did. Hopefully, first is what we hoped for. But, yeah, I think in the circumstances, we have to be um we have to look at the context of it all and say you know what we are in the circumstances we have done the best we could possibly have done and you can't ask for more than that you can't ask for more than what we gave for the season and, and i think yeah i think seven's probably a good score actually overall you know just for the effort that they put in alone deserved that doesn't it if if, if not always the results that we wanted in some games but I mean, Matt, it was, it was, wasn't it? A very, it was a tough season, wasn't it? In in the in the league, in particular, for us this season, really, really tough. And you know, we did ultimately manage to get that prize of the top three, which was so important. We did, but it came at a huge cost. I I, I remember it was either Amar or Andreas actually saying, "What is going to be the cost of our season?" And unfortunately, with all these ACLs, it was the cost of a title challenge. To be fair to the team, at least it was a title challenge right towards the last two weeks. Unfortunately, that had we have um, had we have beaten Chelsea, then it, we could have quite we could have had a pot. It's a minor minor issue that it could have happened, but 
Um, we could have won the league even with a small probability of it happening. But to be still able to do that with most of your players or key players out with ACLs and other or season-ending injuries is still huge um, preparations. I was just double-checking the last time I went to a game and none of the players got injured. It was the game against Bayern Munich. So um, it tells you, and just in the WSL, the last time that in the WSL was the game against Man City. So it just goes to show you really that the schedule might play a little bit into hands. Um, things might have happened a little bit differently. If I'm honest, I look at some of the defeats, some of the even the draw against Chelsea. We should have won that game uh, quite easily at the Emirates. You could probably say it should have been. Uh, we should have at least been two or three ahead. Unfortunately, we couldn't get that second goal. Steph Catley hitting the crossbar. Um, I think from a free kick or a cross at the time, and it just, the ball would not go into the back of the net, and and it just didn't fall our way in the end. The game against Manchester United, I was really hoping that we were going to... Um, when we went 3-1 up, I thought we were gonna, all we need to do is score one more and, and that's it, kill the game off. And unfortunately, we did... We did um, not th- uh, not three... Uh, two-one. Yeah, two-one. Uh, two we should have had... If we scored the third, that would have killed the game off a little bit more. Um, the game against... Uh, even when I was at the Man United game earlier this season... They didn't really do anything. It just felt like the game has gone and nothing really matters. And it was almost like watching the Munich game where because a player's been injured, nothing really matters. And United just scored a, a goal and that was that. Uh, I Just this season has been so bizarre. Um, had we had, had a full-strength squad, would we have seen child, child, a title challenge and perhaps... Would we have gone further in some of the competitions? Perhaps, perhaps not, but we don't know for certain. Um, just looking back on the campaign, I'm just disappointed that essentially there is, just to go into the table now, we finished on 47 points and United on 56. So you're talking about nine-point gap there. Um, not, not yet. Yeah, uh, no, sorry, more than nine. Because um, Chelsea finished on... Uh, 58, so there's 11-point gap. So it's nearly 10-point gap there between the top two and where we finished in the end, and we finished just a bit better on goal difference. So we need to make sure next season, whatever the plan is, whether it's we're going to have a challenge for the title, um, we need to make sure that we're winning the games against Manchester United. We need to make sure we're getting points off Chelsea. We can't go to Kings Meadow. Um for example, if we do end up playing Kings uh, at Kings Meadow opening day of the season, we need to make sure that we go and we go and get those three points. We can't just because Kings Meadow uh, is a fortress for Chelsea. They th- seem to think they're so comfortable there. They look yeah. so uncomfortable at Stamford Bridge at the moment. Um, you've seen it in the Champions League that the way they just sort of drifted off against Lyon and Barcelona compared to how they play at Kings Meadow. So they. Uh, it's just a case of making sure that we can make things count when it really, um, really counts. And I've, not to take things away, there's been some great statements we've gone to. We've gone to, obviously, the Emirates. We've had King. Uh, um, we've been to Villa Park again. We uh, there's been some huge steps in the right directions to play in big stadiums. As Simona is always, Leicester always playing at home 
in their stadium. Reading, who eventually went down playing in their home home stadium. So, mm-hmm. it, hopefully, we see a few more teams looking towards that. Obviously, um, Bristol are, are going to be playing at Ashton Gate next season, which is going to be great to see. I would like to see a few more of these teams uh, teams playing in their home stadium. I think when we play those six home games, I have a feeling that Villa might be one of those, but be very much a wait and see at this moment in time. Um, if I'm honest, if I had to give a rating, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give it a seven because we, we qualified, but the expectations kind of went lower as the season went on. We were expecting the title challenge, the title challenge sort of fell away. And it felt really, really um, it just felt like we had to adjust our expectations to the to the issues that were surrounding the squad at the time. Yeah, we did. And I think that, I mean, Andreas was right what you said before about, you know, I think we, I still hope we could win the league and I still believe it was possible. But realistically, it wasn't really, was it? In that second part of the season, it was just a matter of trying to make sure that as a minimum, we finished in the top three and, and luckily and fortunately to a certain degree, but we deserved to do it and we did. And that, and that was the main thing to come out of it. I mean, yeah, the, the disappointment for me was, the, the games that we lost against the big team, you know, we lost twice to Man United, we lost to Manchester City, we lost to Chelsea. And these are the teams where if you're going to win the league, you have to win some of them games. And we lost too many of them, didn't we, in the end? And yes, there were reasons why the Man United game away, would we have lost that without Leah's injury so early? We don't know. Um, that was a key factor in that game, wasn't it? So, you know, the Man United home game was poor, wasn't it? We didn't play particularly well anyway and then conceding those late goals and, yeah, the West Ham away game, the nil-nil when we should have won. We had all them chances and we couldn't score and that was two points dropped. And yeah, there was some games were our own fault. We dropped points we shouldn't have done. I think we know that. Other games, we were really unfortunate to not to win. And there were other games where, you know, we, we won and we expected to win. So, yeah, I mean, it is difficult to really give it a score because if you look at, as I said, you look on paper, it looks a disappointing season but yeah I think I think seven is is probably a good score to give the the WSL season if we're honest uh Terry says there spot on Andreas don't be down the girls and give it their all uh and we don't like seeing you sad no I mean we definitely we're not sad we just disappoint a little bit that you know we've everything happened LG says yeah, I'd give the league a six out of ten mainly because of those late goals conceded against the same suspects in Kerr and Russo and also for a very disappointing uh, summer transfer window when we only signed her. So, yeah, that, that was a disappointment. And I think that as the season progressed, that became more and more evident when the injuries that we got, the, the lack of activity last summer. We got Kayla Marquise as well, the goalkeeper. But, yeah, um, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't a and geo, but it wasn't a great summer window. Um, Jeff R says, yeah, in my opinion, I think we need to have at least a phase two team that can play in the earlier stages of the cup games. You saw... This season, players got injured due to the busy schedule of games. Yeah, and also, as well, a lot of players had to play more minutes than they would ordinarily have had to have done because the squad was so decimated anyway. So we do need a bigger squad. Yeah, of course we do. And I think next season we'll have a bigger squad and hopefully um, that'll that'll be that. Uh, Terry says, when Leah went down against Man U, I think everyone's heart just sank. Yeah, when we saw what that injury looked like at the time, it did look like it was an ACL, didn't it? Unfortunately, when, when we saw it in the replays and stuff. And yeah, I think that was I think that was the moment for me where we realised that the, the title was over. 
Um, and in fact, probably the season was over in many ways. It felt like, didn't it? But, you know, we rallied around. We got, you know, we, we played so well in the semi-final without Leah and, and went so close. Um, and yeah, but that was that was a really bad moment, wasn't it? And I think that was the moment where we all started to think that, you know what, this season we've been cursed in some way, haven't we? It was it has been ridiculous. But um hopefully that's sort of, hopefully it's all out of the way now. All our ACLs ever have all come in one season. We won't get any more ever again. And next season we'll have fit players throughout the season. We can have a strong squad and we can go on and show everybody exactly what this team's capable of because we wasn't able to do it in the WSL this season. And yeah, five defeats is too many and it's disappointing, but we know some of those wouldn't have happened ordinarily. We we know that. So we can accept that this season. But yeah, if we lose five games next season in the WSL, I think they'll, we'll have to have words. We'll be having words with Jonas if we lose five next season as well. Um, but yeah, so that was that was our, our sort of look back on all the different competitions. You know, overall, it's been a good season. Let's just give the season as a whole in a mark out of 10 overall for everything. Andreas, what would you say for the season as a whole? Season as a whole. <laughs> Well, I would uh, stick to seven because we we won a trophy. We had fantastic uh, run in Champions League, but, uh, yeah, a poor FA Cup and and some disappointment in the league for for reasons we know. So, yeah, just for for the performance, the resilience, and the the will the team showed, I'll give overall a seven. No, I mean, a seven's a, a, a fair enough score, I think, overall. Matt, what would you say for the season as a whole? Obviously, it was some great moments as well as and some unlucky disappointments. I'm trying to work it out as an average. So I, I think I think it works out as just over a seven um, from my scores. So, yeah, um, seven. Just unfortunately, I, you could probably know it, lock it down to a little bit of a low seven because of the injuries that we picked up. Um, but it just means that we've got more to improve on and the lessons are going to be learned for this, this summer. Um, a lot of the stuff that we've heard, I'm sure a lot of us have about the transfers and things like that, we're looking to do a little bit more early, especially as there's a World Cup as well. So that's good news. Yeah, um, LG says their four losses out of six against the big four reminds me of Pete Montemuro's reign of terror. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of putting it. I mean, I say some of those defeats. They're not great results looking at them on paper, are they? I mean, I think overall as a season, we've won a trophy. We reached, we far exceeded our expectations in the Champions League and we coped as admirably with all the injuries that we had and we got the top three. So it's not been a, it's not been a disappointing season. It's not been as good a season in many ways as we hoped. But I think any season where you win a trophy, you've got to be happy with. And I, I would maybe almost be tempted to go an eight just because we won a trophy. And I do think that's really important. And everything else that happened in the season, the Champions League semi-final. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe a high seven or a low eight, maybe somewhere around that would probably be what I'll be thinking for the season overall. Yeah, obviously, we need improvements. Uh, Jeff says, uh, we can't have our best players play in the early stages of the Conti Cup. Uh, that's why I'm insisting that Jonas needs to have a good bunch of players we can bring competition to our start. Yeah, but you see, the Continental Cup, the earliest days that we'll play in it, potentially is going to be the quarterfinal again. So we only have three games in it. So let's just go for that again, try and win that. Win it every year. Why not? It'd be fun. Um, but yeah, we do need more squad players. Absolutely. Um, we've got a comment there from a kiddie in the chat there from... Um, 
Patongo. I don't know where Patongo is, but anyway, it sounds like it's a great place. Um, I have any trophies lifted by Arsenal? We, well, we, we've won this season, and in in history, we've won what um, fifteen FA, fourteen FA Cups. Is it fifteen league titles? Um, ten, eleven Continental Cups. So we've won a lot of trophies and won one Champions League, of course, which Chelsea are never going to get their hands on, um, which is what we need. Terry says overall season seven point five out of ten, um, but ten. Um, Seven, oh yeah, seven point five out of ten uh, for the goals. Yeah, I'd say that's probably fair enough about that. Yeah, Herman says hello, gentlemen. Just returned via Toronto. Impossible traffic chaos. Oh, good that you've made it. Um, traffic, yeah, traffic's everywhere on a Friday, unfortunately. Uh, Terry says good to have you in the chat, Herman. At least you made it back in time. Indeed, yeah, and he got here before Amar as well, so that's a bonus, <laughs> isn't it? Um, which uh, is unusual. And Herman says, yeah, how many players are you allowed to have in the squad? Um, I'm assuming the women's sounds a minute. It's 25, isn't it? A maximum you can have in your squad. And then it's just, you know, um, some of them will be academy players and whatnot. But yeah, uh, we definitely need more depth, more quality in depth next season. There's no doubt about that. And if we do, who knows what we'll be winning next season? Because um, I'm feeling optimistic that we could do pretty well. Uh, right, what we want to do then, before we finish, we need to go through our end of season award, good and bad. There's not too many bad ones because I don't want to put too many bad ones in because we don't deserve too many bad ones, do we? But... Um, Let's start. We'll get a couple of the bad ones out of the way first so we can concentrate on the good awards. Let's start with this one. And um, I think it's pretty much an overwhelming... It's going to be an overwhelming vote. I think. For me, the worst performance of the season was the last game. Um, we looked completely like dead on our feet. It's the only game where... Pretty much all. We had other games this season where we played poorly, maybe for one half, say Man City away, for example, um, Man United in the first half at home. And But over 90 minutes, we generally didn't play badly for a whole 90 minutes, did we, all season? There were always, we always seemed to have a good half and a bad half in our bad games, and obviously good 90 minutes in other games. So for me, the Villa game was the one where we didn't really play at all from, the, from first to last, did we? We just had nothing left to give, and it was. Uh, didn't matter in the end too much, I suppose. But I thought that was our worst performance. There wasn't too many bad ones to, to look back on, really. But that was probably the standout one for me. I mean, Andreas, what would you say was our worst performance of the season? Yeah, I, I wouldn't rate the Villa match too high because um, we, as I said, the the, the Bolly in, uh, injury was one injury too much, and we couldn't cope with this. And and we had to sub uh, our our only striker uh, in this in this Villa match at halftime. So um, and and the special situation that uh, everybody knew uh, we if we lose it's it's not not a problem a real problem uh, if we don't concede too many goals or or if we don't hear from City that they they are burning fireworks in their match. So yeah it was not a good performance but the, the worst performance maybe uh, the the 2-1 loss at city especially the first half was was very poor and uh, it was it was a match that was uh, very important more yeah more important than than the last match against villa and uh, winning uh, away at city would have kept us in the title race uh, but mm -hmm. the performance from most most of the players in Especially in the first half, there was um, yeah was very weak and very bad. So this would be the worst performance for me. And uh, of course, I, I have on my uh, my notes uh, the draw at West Ham. 
we had a good match. We had a lot of chances, but we didn't score. And yeah, not scoring is 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 not not sufficient for a team that wants to to win the league. So these these two matches, I've on my notes. Yeah, I mean the, the West Ham result was really disappointing, wasn't it? I mean the performance was good overall. We we could have won that game five 0 and we'd have been like looking back and think what a great win that was. But yeah. It, because we didn't win that game. I mean, yeah, the Man City game, the first half was our worst 45 minutes of the season by a mile. The way at Man City was terrible. But the second half, we really, we got a goal back. We could have maybe sneaked a draw in the end. We, we played better in the second half. So, um, I don't know. I felt overall the 90 minutes against Villa, I know there's lots of reasons for that, was probably a worth one. But yeah, the Man City one was a big, big loss, wasn't it, at the time as well. We they're the games you can't afford to lose too many of them, and we did, as we said before. Um, I mean, Matt, what would be your worst performance of the season? Not too many to choose from, luckily. Um, I can see what you mean with the Villa game, but um, ultimately, we had more shots on target, I think, in that game, and we actually did all right. It was just unfortunate that where we couldn't get a, get the ball in the back of the net. I still have a feeling that, if I'm honest, that first goal from Rachel Daly shouldn't have stood because of actually... I can't remember who was on the goalkeeper. I think it might have been Hansen. Hansen actually made sure that Sabrina dropped the ball. So it should have been a foul in the build up. Um, yeah, actually, uh, that's a fair point. It and, did look a bit suspect. Yeah. And that second goal was just, it was really poor defending. I can't even remember who was supposed to be marking Alicia Lehman, but uh, she nutmegged both, uh, both Haffer and uh, Sabrina for the goal. It was just really poor defending and it just felt really poor but if i'm honest i think if i look i can forgive the game against leon obviously because of the acl injury um you can kind of forgive the man united game where we lost one nil because of the injury again but i i just saw that and we didn't even have a shot on target i don't even think and that kind of worried me was the fact that we if you go into a game and you've got that quality of a, a casey i oh know casey um Casey wasn't available because she got a red, that yellow card against City again, which was a bit stupid because Chloe Kelly got in the way of her throw. Um, again, I, I don't, I, I've, I've been climbing up this hill every time that the referees need sorting out. Uh, they're sorting out it up to the championship, but not unfortunately up to the WSL. Um, but it's just, again, refereeing needs sorting out, get them professional, so then these sorts of things can be changed um if i'm honest the worst position yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to say the man united game the fact that we didn't even have a shot on target it was just an awful game yeah it, it wasn't a great game that is that is true lg's gone for man united at home yeah that was disappointing we turned it around and we were so close to winning but yeah we didn't play particularly well that game either actually you're right that, that wasn't a great performance um at the time it was our worst one i think Maybe after that, we had one or two more worse ones than that. Terry says, I think the girls were so disappointed against Villa because Andreas didn't turn <laughs> up. <laughs> that might have been the reason, who knows? Um, but, but anyway, um, yeah, they, they, you know, we've probably picked out all the worst performances here, actually, which is fine. And any one of them could probably win it if we're totally honest. Manu at home was bad, Manu away wasn't great. Villa at home was poor. Man City away wasn't great. So, um, but yeah, um, we don't want to dwell too much on the worst performance, do we? Because there wasn't too many of them. Uh, another one, maybe that I think again. I mean, it can be any. It can probably be any of the injuries, but this is certainly a key moment in the. Oh, 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 oh. 
So I think the worst moment was probably all of the in- injuries at, when they happened, really. They were all really bad moments. It's difficult to single out one above the other because they were all so devastating and so it had such a big impact on the season. But for me, the Beth Mead one, the Beth Mead injury, at the time, she was the best player in the world. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, what she had done at the Euros, what she was doing for us. And to lose her at that time, you know, was... I think, uh, you know, that was only the first one as well at the time. We didn't realise what was coming when she got her ACL injury. But at the time, because she was playing so well and she was in such great form, that to me was so devastating for her and with the World Cup as well coming along. And I don't know, that that to me was probably my worst moment of the season when we saw, when we heard it was an ACL, we feared it might have been at the time when we saw it. But when we heard that Beth had got an ACL, that to me was probably the, the worst the worst moment of many, many bad moments of injuries and stuff. It could have been any of them, couldn't it, really? I mean, Andreas, would it be the injuries maybe as a whole that were the worst moment of the season? Yeah, it probably was, wasn't it, really? Let's be honest. Yeah, of course, the injury crisis. And um, I think for me, it was uh, Biff's injury because, um, yeah, um, yeah. Beth, Beth got injured and, and you said, OK, we, we lost one of our best players for the rest of the season, but let's go on. And and a few weeks later, we lost a second key player, and uh, this killed the the Lyon match. Uh, I think, yeah, the match was over at halftime. That we lost only one nil. Well, nobody cared. And I remember watching the match, and in second half, uh, I only thought, uh, let's let's have the final whistle. Let's have this game over. It, yeah, yeah. It was a feeling like season is over with with now the second key player out. Of course, we didn't know yeah. what was coming, that, that uh, the worst bull was yet to come. But uh, this moment, uh, this destroyed so much because knowing two key players out for the rest of the season and how, how can we go on without them? How should we continue uh, in, in four competitions without our two best strikers? So uh, this, this moment destroyed a lot for me. And uh, yeah, I, I have this... Biff's injury against Lyon. I remember when when the DVD uh, made this halftime interview, and uh, mm. after that she asked her coach to sub her because she she's not able to concentrate on playing football. This this says says it all. Yeah, I mean because that injury happened in the middle of the game as well, it makes it worse, doesn't it? I mean the Beth one was right at the end of the game, wasn't it? So it didn't have the impact on that particular mm. game. We we're already losing. It was in stoppage time. And stuff like that. And yeah, the, the, the Viv injury obviously had a massive impact on that game. And like you said, yeah, maybe losing a second player so close to losing the first one, maybe that was a bigger, maybe you're right, maybe that was a bigger impact um, overall, lo- losing two so so close together. Yeah, potentially that was. And that, that was terrible. That you, you knew when she went down, it was bad because, you know, Viv being Viv, she doesn't go down like that, does she? Unless it was bad. So we knew it, it was bad. And yeah. That was a really, really bad one as well, yeah. They all were, really, but yeah. I mean, Matt, I know we had so many injuries to choose from, really. I mean, what would been, what was your kind of worst moment of the season? It's got to be injury-related, I would assume. Well, you've all gone down the injury route. I've actually gone for something else. But before I do, I just remember that the, the, the lady that's on the wall, sorry, I've gone that way, wrong way, yeah, just over my shoulder, when she goes down and you can hear the scree- her scream, that entire st- of Wharton Hall Park had gone quiet and no one said anything. No, we wanted to chant. We didn't know whether or not to chant. We didn't know what to do. Everyone was sort of stunned into this sort of silence. 
and it just seemed to go on forever and ever and it was really bad because you kind of want to do something but you don't know what to do so you just st stood there in silence just sit staring and watching and it was a really horrible moment to be there um but if it was non-injury related that last minute goal against Wolfsburg the fact that the a lot of us tried to do the turn that she usually does and unfortunately it doesn't come off the ball's been nicked from her and ball comes in and no one's set and it's an it's a tap in for Wolfsburg and they go through and I think what made that goal even worse was the fact that their entire team ran onto the pitch and yeah. no one seemed to be bothered to turn around and say to him look you need to get back because of everything you think it didn't matter what what the Arsenal fans were trying to do or anything it, at that moment in time it just sort of Time stood still, so I think between the injuries and being so close to a final and just missing out on on potentially either within the next ten minutes or so, it, it's hard. But I I think you're both right in some way. There's always some sort of injury um, that's been the worst up there. Um, but I I, I I can't say for certain. What, what hurts more, the injuries or the um, or not yeah. being able to make that final? Yeah, I mean, obviously that 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 was a real big disappointment, wasn't it? When that goal went in, it was it was more of a it was like the Emirates for for a few sort of moments there was sort of stunned into silence, wasn't it? When that goal went in, you know, there was a few, there was fifty odd Wolfsburg fans over in the bar corner that were going mad, but it was silent, wasn't it? Everyone was just shocked that we conceded that goal so late on in the game and. You know that yeah that that was a that was a really bad moment I suppose but yeah it is difficult to look past the injuries unfortunately due to the fact that you know there was so many of them and they had such a big impact on everything didn't they in the end LG going back to the worst game says we didn't play well at home against Zurich even though we won three one no we didn't but we won three one so we don't care quite honestly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we didn't play well that that night you're right uh, Jeff I says apart from the injuries I think this season we have been um, awful in defence set pieces has been our nightmare. Manu's a good goalkeeper, but she just isn't good on dealing with set pieces. Wolfsburg uh, know that of our weakness. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I, having said that, though, it was our defensive record in the WSL that meant we finished above Man City because they scored more goals than us, but they conceded more. So maybe our defence was a strength as well to get us into that top three. But yeah, we know we know the, the, the set pieces into the box. We conceded too many goals last season as well from that, didn't we? From crosses into the box and. Part of that's Manu not coming out and commanding a six-yard box. Yeah, 100%. Other times, it's just we're just not particularly good at dealing with crosses as a defensive unit, are we? For whatever reason, it needs to be worked on. We need to improve that. And you're right. But having said that, I mean, you know, Wolfsburg were quite vulnerable from crossing into the box. We scored, um, what's it, half of the goals in the semi-final were from set-piece balls into the box, wasn't they? So, you know, that they were just as vulnerable at that as we were. Um, it just turned out that um, we couldn't quite make the most of as many as, as they did. Um, LG says they're Viv out. Um, uh, very lazy and uh, lacks a daisy call for this current Arsenal team. We want energy in the team. Yeah, obviously Viv out. It was important, of course it was. And losing Beth as well. Those two are key, aren't they, to the team? They were key last season. And yeah, that, that would have to be, uh, yeah, not not too many low moments, but they would certainly be uh, amongst it, wouldn't we? Now, why don't we instead move on to some more positive things that we've enjoyed this season? Some good, some good awards instead of the bad awards. Why don't we start with this one? Oh, 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 oh,
Now, luckily, there's quite a few to choose from. Performance of the season, there were so, so many, wasn't there? I mean, I put the picture on there of the Leon game, winning 5-1 away at the Champions League holders was a very, very impressive performance, despite their injuries at the time. Um, so many, so many great performances. Obviously, the Continental Cup final, we've already mentioned it. I mean, what a fantastic performance that was. So many good performances that we could pick from, really. So, Andreas, what would be your performance of the season? Which, which of those great performances would it be? Yeah, you mentioned both uh, the Conti Cup final, of course, because it brought us a trophy. Uh, but uh, for me, the best performance of the season was the away match at Lyon. We had our full squad and uh, we showed what is possible with this team if we have all our key players fit. And uh, I mean, uh, you have you have to go uh, to the current title holders uh, and beat them in their stadium 5-1. This was, this was like an earthquake in, in European women's football. Uh, nobody would have believed this before. And what a performance this was. It was not that we were lucky or, or, or they were unlucky or the, or the referee helped us or something like that. We were these uh, four goals better. We, we, we deserve this 5-1 win and this was I think the best performance from our team for, for a very long time and uh, as I said we had our full squad and we could show what is possible with all these key players in and, and being fit so this was my personal best performance of the season. And you can't really argue that it was a brilliant, brilliant performance, wasn't it? And you said with our full strength team, and it does make you sometimes. I, I saw, I watched through some highlights of that game the other night just to remind me of it. And when you saw the players that we had in that team, and it made you sad in a way that we missed so many of them when it mattered. You know, Leah Williamson, um, obviously Viv Beth that we've mentioned. You know, Leah Volsey, all these great players. Kim Little were in the team, and it's like, well, what could have been? And that performance maybe showed what could have been and what can be again in the future with this team so um yeah uh, that is it's difficult to go against that um leon performance it, it was magnificent um i mean matt what one would you go for then out of all of them this season because i say there's been a, a few that we could pick from let's be honest we've been lucky that there has been i think the game against leon i think would be everyone's top one but for me that would probably be my fir third favorite um, second would be the Conti Cup final against Chelsea. The fact that we were one nil down after two minutes and then coming back. But for me, the fact that Kim Little goes down 34 minutes on the clock, we're still nil nil against Bayern Munich, and we go and win the game two nil and go through. Just showed how good we are. We are getting better mentality wise. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It didn't stick towards the end of the season. But meant that we've been at the. Um, I believe the word mentality monster has been thrown around a little bit more over the last couple of weeks. And we've shown a little bit more that we are mentally prepared for these sort of situations. Should they arise in the future? I think this squad's going to be one of the best mentality monsters in the next couple of seasons because of what's happened this season. And that's why yeah, it's my no, I mean, you're right. I mean, LG says uh, the performance of the season, first half v, v Bayern. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue too much with that. That first half against Bayern, we absolutely ripped them to pieces, didn't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, it was. That was a great performance, you have to say. It was that first half. But, you know, I think as a 90 minute performance, I do think Leon was a better 90 minute performance. Yeah, 45 minutes the first half against Bayern has to be up there. Yeah. 
but I think as an as an overall ninety minutes. Um, Jeffar says there that Leon game was my top one. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, even after the game, the players were very calm, as if it was just a normal game. Even the commentators were amazed by the reaction. Amused. Yeah, I mean to be honest with you, I mean it was. And as Terry says, yeah, opening game against Leon, amazing. No one predicted. That. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. Nobody predicted that. You know, last season we lost. We conceded four in our first game against Barcelona in the Champions League group, didn't we? Against the holders. This year, we went away to the holders again, fearing the worst, maybe. And we ended up performing like that. So, yeah, maybe for the fact it was so unpredicted. And, yeah, I thought for 90 minutes, that was probably our best performance. But, yeah, the first half in the Conti Cup final, the first half against Bayern, they're all up there, aren't they, with, with some of the best we've ever seen, let alone this season. So, yeah, we've been very fortunate. Um, with some of the games that we've seen. But yeah, I think Leon probably deserves, just, just deserves to win that one, perhaps. Um, and another one that may may get 100% votes here as well. I've got a feeling it might. Again, lots of great moments in the season, but surely seeing us lift the cup, you can't beat it. Can you? That's got to be the moment of the season, surely, Andreas. You can't argue with that, can you? Yeah, <laughs> there, there can't be another moment of the season like winning the cup, the final whistle at, at Sellers Park, and knowing that we have won and uh, that we have uh, beaten uh, the best team of the country. Uh, yeah, this was fantastic, and yeah, deserved deserved win. Being the better team and winning this trophy, what the team so much deserved, and uh, for me, uh, being live uh, there was yeah. This was just perfect, the perfect moment of the season. Yeah, it was, yeah. And and to see, you know, the girls enjoy that moment, winning a trophy with the club. That They, they fully, you're right, they, we deserve to win something this season for everything that's gone on. And for them to win that cup was fantastic. And yeah, that was, I would say the only other moment I would say could, could maybe be up there, wouldn't be, at, wouldn't be first, but would certainly be up there, would be, when they announced 60,000 fans at the Emirates at that Wolfsburg game, that was a great moment. Just to be in the stadium there, to see that the crowd went up 60,000, it's like, wow. Uh, we knew it was a sellout, but just to see that actually on the scoreboard, to say, I mean, that was a great moment as well. But it has to be the Continental Cup, though, doesn't it, Matt? Lifting that trophy, seeing Leah and Kim lift that, that must have been the moment of the season, wasn't it? It is, but then I look at other moments where there's been important interceptions, halfway Ellie, Leo Williamson, even Losser or Steph, they're all making important last-ditch challenges or there's the... I look at the press before Steve, uh, before Friedman scores that first goal. Again, apologies, Andreas, against Bayern Munich. Um there, there's all these sorts of moments. Man, they won the league, but Andres doesn't care. They've won the league. He's happy. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just one of the, some of these moments. I think they're small things, but they mean a lot. I, I remember being at that game against Villa at the end of the season, and just uh, even when Jonas took the mic and just gave his speech. For me, that was kind of special in its own right because he was addressing the fans and. He's really on board with everything going on, with, and you can tell that now. And it, it meant the world to be showing off that Conti Cup final, uh, Conti Cup um, all around and going around with it at the end on the lack of appreciation. And it, I think there's been so many moments in the season, it's hard to pick a specific one, but I think the trophy probably tops, the, tops it. 
Yeah, it has to, doesn't it? I mean, you're right. There has been a lot of moments. I mean, one of the best moments for me this season was actually after the Tottenham game when all of us met outside the ground. We were all together. That's probably the first time we'd all met in person together, wasn't it? So that was quite a big, a good moment as well for the season. I know it wasn't, you know, it didn't impact the team particularly. It was just for us personally. I thought that was a great moment. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, it has to be lifting the cup. Seeing seeing us lift the trophy's got to be great. And seeing what it meant to the girls as well with the celebrations and whatnot afterwards, it was brilliant, wasn't it? So yeah, that is easily easily the moment of the season. So we enjoyed that. Now the, this this one here could there could be a few contenders for this one. Maybe we'll see what what you guys. Think. We could probably do a top 10 goals of the season, couldn't we, this season, actually? Because there's been so many great goals that we've seen. We've scored some amazing goals this season. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but we've got to pick one because that's the, the, what the, the trophies for one goal, goal of the season. For me, I'll put in the picture there, Frieda Marnham's goal against Bayern Munich. That was an incredible strike. I mean, I don't think I've seen anyone hit a ball that cleanly into the top corner of a goal for, for a long, long time. It was an incredible goal. But so many, so many. Katie's against Man City, so important as well. That was, what a great goal. It's just been, you know, I say we could do a top 10 of great goals, couldn't we, uh, to be honest. But I'm going to go for Freedom Island against Bayern Munich. But Andreas, what one would get your vote for the goal of the season? Yeah, I had three uh, to choose from. Um, the one was Laura's against uh, United. This was yes. a fantastic goal, oh, yeah. and this would have deserved uh, to be the winning goal of the match, but unfortunately we know uh, how it ended. Then, uh, of course, Katie's uh, winning goal against City was fantastic. And I was at Meadow Park and saw this uh, unbelievable but uh, goal of the season, Sweeters, 1-0 against Bayern. Uh, I watched it on TV, and I saw when, when you saw... The ball going out from from her feet, you saw, and this yes, yeah, this is going in, it's going in, and it was fantastic, and uh, yeah, it it was the the goal that changed the situation um, in this second leg. Um, yeah, Frida's is my goal of the season. Yeah, I, I, I think it was the best goal personally. I just thought it was such a great, it was a nice little move as well. And it was just such a clean hit, wasn't it? She couldn't have hit it any better. I mean, no goal in the world saving that. I, I don't care who, what goal are you sticking that goal. No one saved it. No one ever would save that. It was just brilliant. Uh, I mean, Matt, what's, what's your goal of the season? Again, so many to pick from, but uh, we're lucky to have that choice. You know what? I was I was thinking about this and I, I think there's even some that they've missed off on the club's website where they picked a top 10 and some of them haven't even been selected. Steph Catley's goal against Leicester where the ball just goes into the back of the net from a corner. You've got Leah Volti's strike, her first WSL goal. Uh, well, we knew you'd vote for that West, one. Since West Ham. So, it, it, it's so hard to choose. I'm trying to think of games where we've had some great goals but i think the one that means the most is the one that has basically won us champions league qualification for next season that's casey mccabe yeah i mean it, it, when obviously at the time we didn't realize how important that goal was going to prove to be we knew it was a big goal beating man city but as it turned out that was a goal that got us champions league so yeah it was a great goal and it 
obviously was significant for the future as well. So yeah, I mean you can't really argue with that. That was a, that was an amazing goal. Um, to be fair, Frida Marnham probably had a goal of the season competition on her own, didn't she? Some of the goals that she scored, you know, the one against Aston Villa in the Continental Cup, and there was, uh, well, I mean, the whole list of ones she got recently. Was it was it Leicester, wasn't it, when she got that one curled into the top corner against Leicester? And there were so many yeah, that she yeah. scored on her own. She can have her own little competition herself. LG says they're top two for me, Frida v Bayern and Frida versus Leicester. There you go, yeah. Um, both against Bayern goalkeepers. You know what it was? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were goals against Bayern goalkeepers. Um, but Jeff R says there, um, my favourite is uh, Frieda Marnham versus Bayern Munich. Uh, that one touch, um, back flip by Leah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that goal was just so Wenger's type of football. It was, yeah, it was a great goal and a great finish. Um, of course, Terry's gone for Super Gen's header against <laughs> Wolfsburg. When, why not? You know, she, she that was a good something. moment as well. When it, was she a great mo- it was, yeah, it was a good moment. It was, a, it was a great goal, yeah. That was one of the moments of the season, actually, wasn't it? Because it looked like we were going out 2-1 yeah. and then suddenly Jem pops up from nowhere with that header. And, and yeah, accidentally collides with uh, Pop. Yeah, the celebration yeah. was good. Yeah, knocking Pop over, that was that was hilarious. So, yeah, that, that was... That was actually that was one of the moments of the season. Just Jem beat you whacking her over. That was that was brilliant. That. So well done Jen, for that. You deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, talking of of Jem Beatty, actually, let's go on to the next award because I do feel Jem Beatty should get an award. So I'm going to give her this one. So unsung hero of the season. I just feel Jem Beatty stepped in. Um, when she wasn't maybe expected to play the sort of games that she played and what a magnificent set of performances she gave us as well in those final games, the semi-final, the two legs of the semi-final in particular, the goal, as we mentioned, just her performance in those two games in particular. But just when she had to step up when with the injuries that we had, she had to step in and do a job that she wouldn't have been expecting to have to play those many games, those important games as well. And... What a magnificent job that she did. And, you know, I think at the start of the season, we were all saying, well, you know, no disrespect to, to, to Jen. She's had a great career for us. But we we're maybe thinking, let's hope she hasn't got to play too many games because, you know, we know we've got better defenders. And that was kind of a worry. But the fact is she came in when she had to and she was brilliant, really, really brilliant. And I think she deserves a lot of credit for that. So I'm going to give her the unsung hero or heroine of the season award because I just think she deserved it for the way she stepped up at the end of the season in difficult circumstances and was brilliant. And, yeah, for that goal as well. And I know Terry would vote for her for every award, but um, we're going to give her that one. I'm going to give her that one. I mean, Andrew, who would you say was maybe our unsung hero of the season? Because it's been one or two of them as well, hasn't it? Yeah, I have a few names on my notes. It's it's uh, players who are not in the spotlight uh, so mm-hmm. every week or or are not so much uh, get the credits from from uh, from spectators or everyone. So you could talk about Lotta, who stepped up when when it was needed, and uh, of course she made this mistake against Wolfsburg, but uh, she had so many great matches. You could talk about Caitlin. Who had a, a great season, or Steph, Steph Catley, who is, who is doing a very, very good job. Her set pieces, her corners, and um, I think she doesn't get uh, enough credit for, for her performance. Yeah, uh, Laura for the first uh, half of the season, and of course, Jen. Uh, yeah, but uh, my, my top name in this uh, ranking is Noel. Uh, she was, she was second yeah, choice yeah. in the first half of the season. She wanted to go away in January transfer window because she had not enough minutes and, and she saw uh, 
problems for the for the World Cup squads, etc. And then uh, she improved. Uh, she stepped up, and uh, what what a second half of the season she had. And she is she's uh, the, the unsung hero because uh, nobody seems to realize that she's she's one of the eleven players on the pitch. If you if you after a match if you say uh, who was the best player, you can name four, five, six names. Uh, but uh, nobody will mention Noel, and uh, she had a really, really great second half of the season. And so uh, this award for me goes to Noel Maritz. And that's a very good shout, actually, because you're right. She doesn't tend to get a lot of notice, a lot of credit for what she does. She just gets on with her job. Um, and yeah, you're right. She did have to step in in the second half. She played a lot more games in the second half of the season than I think we expected her to, because um, Laura had been so great in the first half of the season, and then. Yeah, she she was again. She stepped in when she acted was brilliant. You're right in those big games. So yeah, she does deserve a lot of credit actually, Noel Moritz. And yeah, um, she's a, definitely a worthy person to have named be named in that in this category. Uh, Jeff, I was gone there. My unsung hero is Katie McCabe. Uh, she stepped up as captain and gave everything on the pitch, especially that Champions League performance against Wolfsburg. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say Katie McCabe sort of unsung there, is she? Because I think everybody loves Katie McCabe. And I don't know if you'd I mean, yeah, she's great. And she she stepped up when she had to be captain and all that kind of stuff. I agree with you 100%. But is she really unsung? Probably not really unsung. She's just magnificent. Everyone loves her. Um, I mean, Matt, then who would be your un unsung hero? And we've got Noel Moritz and Jen Beattie. And we've had a vote for Katie McCabe as well. <laughs> It's hard. Um, I think I kind of have to mention the fact that Sabrina came in in January and we didn't know what we were expecting with her and to come in at and just prove that she is almost there to battle Manu. She wasn't like Kayla Marquis is at the moment. She's not there just to sit on the sidelines, watch, learn. She was she was ready and waiting as soon, from minute one that she came in. The game against, I believe it was Leeds, she came in and she was just phenomenal. Um, unfortunately, had she been for all season, I would have probably given her the award. Um, but I, th I think Andreas has stolen my choice. Because, but <laughs> I, I don't think there was anyone else that could that could have gone with this because Noel is that player. I always call her the natural Monreal, the misconsistent of the team of the um, of the. She'll always give you those eight, seven out of eights each week, and she doesn't really have that many weaknesses. And she'll always make sure that she's doing a good job. And um, yes, Jen's done a good job as well. She's she's actually taken up. I'd even say just to add on on Darius as well. Steph Catley has done fantastic at one point playing centre back when she's a left back, and she's not really used to that. And having Lotta there towards the start of the season i think she deserves that kind of credit as well because it's hard to be at that sort of age in sort of your early early ages of football having to relearn from a new position and she just did so well with it and if we do need a left-sided center back next season i wouldn't be surprised if we do see steph catley there a little bit more yeah 
she certainly stepped up in different positions at times, didn't she? She played sort of more higher up the pitch as well in different games. And, you know, yeah, Steph Catley um, is is a fantastic player. There's no doubt about that. Terry said um, he's going to be biased, but it's super... Well, you vote for Super Gen every single award, Terry. Come on. You know, we need to spread them around the team a little bit more. You can't give her every single one. Um, I know that you want to. Um but he says yeah, Super Gen's a game changer. Well, she she was a game changer in one or two games. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's there are a few unsung hero or heroines in our team, isn't there? So that that's great as well. And you know, we've we've given them some credit. But I think Terry wants Jen to win it, so maybe we should let Jen win it just because keep Terry happy for the summer. Um, right, okay. There's two more to go. There are two of the big awards and. Um, could be that I think again, there's probably going to be a few choices for both of them. We'll start with this one, we'll save the biggest one till last. So, this is the penultimate award for the season. What would we think about this? One? So, most improved player, I have gone as you can see from the picture there for Frieda Marnham. I think the way that she's you know, from last season when she was a bit hit and miss at times, a little bit unsure where she fitted into the team um, for her to step up this season and produce the season that she's had has been incredible. I mean, you know, the goals that she scored, as we've mentioned, her performances, playing in that number 10 position, having to step in and replace Viv for most of the season in that position. And she's done so, so well. And later on in the season, when she had to drop a bit deeper and play in a more defensive role, we've seen her do that as well. So, yeah, I think the improvements that she's made, the step up that she's made from last season has been incredible. And, you know, a lot of players have improved this season, we've seen. But for me, it's difficult to look beyond Frieda Marnham for most improved. But we'll see. Andreas, who would you say has been the most improved? Yeah, it's it's a bit unfair against uh, the other girls. But, um, um, yeah, for me too, uh, Frieda wins both of, of the two awards that are open now. Uh, it's fantastic uh, how she stepped up, how she developed this season. Uh, she she said it by herself when she first joined Arsenal. She had a lot of minutes uh, in in the first matches in the first season, and then she was out and didn't play uh, for for many weeks. And then this match in Lyon, where she could uh, play at the number ten role, uh, this was the the season changer for her. And uh, she she herself uh, realized that she could fit in this this number ten position. And, yeah, it was fantastic the whole season how she performed, and uh, with, with all these injuries coming, she she took more responsibility in midfield. She, she was she was the key player in in central midfield. She was uh, our best goal scorer. Oh, I don't know, did she score more goals than Stina? Or um, yeah, uh, fantastic, and she gave assists and the, the goals she scored from outside the box. Uh, Important goals, uh, fantastic. Uh, it's yeah, it's not possible to to overlook her. So of course she's the most improved player in the second half of the season. Uh, you could say Stina uh, developed and, and um, stepped up, and of course Noel. Yeah, but uh, my award goes to Frida. Not only this award, <laughs> the next to come. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think Frieda is the obvious choice for most improved, definitely. The way she steps up from, say, the second half of last season when she was out of the team a lot. And so we wondered where she was going to fit in, didn't we? Really, we were sitting there thinking, you know, what, what what's her best position? Where is she going to play? And she found her best position this season and she's been, she has been brilliant. I mean, some of them goals, as we said, just um, incredible. 
Uh, LG says Palova. I mean, Palova's a difficult one because she only joined us in January, so it's difficult to say she's most improved. Um, she's been a great signing and she's done great, but she's only just joined us. So what she she hasn't got anywhere to improve from with us because we haven't seen her before at play for us. So um, maybe next season she might be with a shout at that one, depending on how the season goes. Um, uh, Terry says, hey, Richard, I think you need to have a word with Matt and Andreas. They only didn't pick Super Gem because it's me. <laughs> That's, not the That's not the reason. We all, we all love Jim. Um, Terry says, hey, what a fantastic first signing of the new season coming. Um, yeah, well, we'll wait and see about that one. Um, LG says, Frida is a natural number 10. Last season, she was miscast as a six. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. We didn't really get her, her full potential last season. And she's played a little bit of six, hasn't she, in the last few games with Leah Waltier. She's had to play a bit deeper. And she's she shown that she can play there. But yeah, obviously, she's better off in that more advanced position. We've seen that. And yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so, Matt, then, who would get your most improved player of the year? Is it going to be a full house for the fantastic Frida? As much as she has improved, just for me, it it just shows you that she's still got more to go. And I'm looking at some of our players at the moment, the likes of Gio and Katrina Cool, who have sort of not had the greatest six months, if we're honest. As you, this is the sort of thing that could happen. We need you to make sure that you step up in the next. I'm still not sure what kind of player Katrina Cool is supposed to be because she keeps on playing on the right hand side. She's not a winger. She's a she's a central midfielder. That's I don't know if she's another attacking midfielder or if she plays in the centre mid where she's going to be taking on the Kim Little role in the future. I I, I generally do not know. And I, I I just on Frida if she if say next season. Um, we do we don't have that midfield uh, of Kim and Leah. Say injury suspensions, whatever. A, a touch wood that it doesn't happen. And I am touching wood, gentlemen. Um, it's just so difficult to tell. But this season, most improved for me would have to go to someone. Um, Again, I've mentioned Steph, or I, I think, but for me, Laura Vineroys are carrying on her form uh, from the Euros where she was just, she wasn't letting anyone pass her. And it, if she was, she was going to go and catch her. And it was just, I think it hurt a little bit more the fact that she came on in that semi final. We go and score that goal from Jen and then. Like I said earlier, 20 seconds later, she's on the floor with an ACL injury. It just hurts a little bit more because potentially we would have had more options, especially defensively in, in these sorts of games further on down the line. So for me, I think Laura deserves the most improved. I mean, I agree. I think the first half of the season in particular, she really, really stepped up, didn't she? And then... Uh, you know, she wasn't picked as regular in the second half and then, of course, she got the injury. But, yeah, I mean, she's definitely improved massively on last season. 100% she has. She's had a great season. Um, Terry says, yeah, uh, oh, Frieda was our first. Oh, you mean because of her new contract? Yeah, no, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, I suppose she's our first signing of the season, although uh, she's already here, of course. And um, But, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, there was a few players I thought improved this season from last season. Yeah, definitely. But... I, for me, Frida improved the most <laughs> just because of her goal impact and most of anything else. So uh, she's going to win that one. Now, we've got one more left, and I don't think it will come as a surprise to too many people who I might vote for in this one. Oh. 
Yes, she could have been most improved. She could have been underrated player, whatever it might be. She could have won lots of awards. Um, but for me personally, I think that the more the, as the season's gone on and gone on and gone on, she's become more and more important to the way we were playing. The injuries meant she played more games than she may have done ordinarily. But the way that she stepped up in all those big games, you know, she scored in the last three Champions League games, she scored against Bayern in the second leg, both legs against Wolfsburg in the semi-final. She scored in the Continental Cup final, such an important goal, the equaliser. You know, she scored the winner in the semi-final with the Continental Cup. You know, big games, she got big goals. And she finished top scorer in all competitions, 18 goals across the season. And I just think she's so important for us. We, you know, we said it against Wolfsburg. She went off because she was injured and we never looked the same team after she went off. She went off at halftime against Aston Villa in the last game. We never looked like we were going to ever score in that second half without her on the pitch. And I just think she's proved to be so important without Viv in the team, without Beth in the team. She struggled a bit in the first half of the season. I, you know, we can't deny that. She, she struggled at times. She missed some chances. Her confidence seemed to be affected. But the way that she turned that around and I say the, the big games that she stepped up in and scored the important goals, you know, you had that one disallowed against Wolfsburg, whatever that was disallowed for, I do not know. You know, she, she gets so many goals disallowed because she looks like she's offside sometimes when she isn't because her running off the ball is so good that the, the, the assistants are getting caught out with, you know, the goal that she should have got a hat-trick against Brighton when she was on the side and they gave it offside and that's happened a few times and... I don't know. I, I just I think she is so so important to this team. And yes, we're hoping we're going to buy another striker this summer. One in particular that we're really hoping for. Um, but whatever happens in the summer, whoever we buy, it it shouldn't make any difference to Steena's importance in this team. I think she's had a brilliant season. She's really really stepped up. She could have won, I say, two or three of these awards. But I'm going to give her the main one for me because I just think she's been brilliant. And I can't wait to see how she pushes on for me next season. She's got 18 goals this season. I'd expect her to get 20, 25 next season with a fully fit team around her. Um, so we'll see. But for me, I'm going to go for Steena as player of the season. But I'm sure other people have got other choices and that's fine. And we know who you're going for. Again, that'll be a good choice as well. Yeah, uh, it's a good choice uh, you've made. Um, yeah, Steena had a great season, but uh, I think uh, it would be good to have a second striker and to, to be able to rotate. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I have on my notes a few names. Um, I think most people wouldn't uh, think about them for player of the season, but don't forget Rafa, Rafa in defense. Uh, yes. what, what a great season she played uh, and, and how much we missed her when she was out two months with injury and she came back and yeah, she she didn't need long time uh, to be back at full fitness. And uh, how important in defense, uh, uh, how strong she is in the air. And uh, she's got uh, the important goals against Wolfsburg. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I forgot. Uh, uh, I think in the Conti Cup final, she scored one after a mm -hmm. corner. So. Uh, yeah, she is one of, of the best players we had in this season and we will miss her a lot in, in next season and it, it will be difficult to replace her. Um, and I have Caitlin. Uh, if she wouldn't have been out for two months uh, in, in a very important part of the second half of the season, um, I haven't seen a, a bad match from her. Uh, she, she was so important for the team and, uh, yeah, 
around this uh, city match when she went out injured. She was the, our best uh, attacking player in, in these weeks. And uh, Leah Walti, uh, she had also a great season. She stepped up when needed. And I remember that I said about two or three weeks ago, uh, Leah is not only playing the number six role, the holding midfield, she's also playing the Kim Little role. She's, she's like two players on the pitch when, when it was needed. And uh, yeah, great, great season from her. But uh, my player of the season, yeah, I said it a few minutes before, it's Frida, Frida Manon. Uh, I wouldn't have expected uh, what, what she was doing and, and performances. It's just, just outstanding the whole season. Uh, I don't think, uh, I think one match uh, in which she missed or, or in which she didn't start, uh, she was she was all the time there. No injuries. Uh, no, no uh, bad parts. Fantastic season, player of the season, Freedom Island for me. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to argue with that, really. I mean, she, <laughs> no doubt about that. I mean, the, the only thing I would say, and I, it's a slight, maybe a slight criticism of us a little bit. Sometimes in that final third, she doesn't always make the right decisions, does she? She shoots when she should pass or she passes when she could shoot. And sometimes she makes those wrong decisions. And she's still young and learning. And I'm sure that would improve in her game. But there's no doubt she's had a, a horrible season, just incredible. And yeah, she definitely would be a worthy winner of a player of the season. There's no doubt about that. And I'm sure, you know, um, a lot of people would, would agree definitely there. Um, LG's gone for freedom as well. He says, if it wasn't for the first half of the Cena, uh, season, Steena would have been in contention. Yeah, but I, I, sometimes you learn more about a player when things aren't going well, how they respond to that. And I think the fact that Steena responded so well to... The, the, you know the difficulties that she had earlier in the season to me kind of shows um you know real good character as well as uh, good football uh jeff I says there's steena's football iq um is level she's so good making them runs behind the defenders uh we just need to release the ball quicker whenever she makes runs yeah that's sometimes it's a problem we don't release the ball quicker sometimes frieda's the, the one who doesn't release it quickly enough sometimes not just her victoria's done it a few times as well um terry unsurprisingly says just throwing this one out there super gen deserves a shout <laughs> <laughs> well, she deserves a shout for those last few games of the season, definitely. But the whole season, um, I'm not too sure. Um, Jeff, I says there, Astina, without any doubt, she has been facing some criticism uh, for not being clinical in front of goal. Uh, but people forget she's our top scorer. Imagine if our, our DMs would release the ball more quick. Yeah, I mean that, that's one of the that's one of the um, one of the issues. We said that as well. Um, Terry says Stina's first half of the season was due to playing out too wide but once she moved down the middle outstanding yeah she 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 still goes a little bit well she's in runs that she makes it's just the way that she is but yeah certainly her finishing improved as the season went on there's no doubt about it. her confidence as well um so matt then we've got one vote for frida one vote for steena we've got a few Frieda's and steena's in the chat as well is it going to be one of those two or are you going for someone else See, the fan favorite seems to be this season that is going to be frida morning uh, uh morning even in hearts and morning even um to give her a full title um, but for me, I that she's still got a lot to learn and improve on, hmm. and she's had a fantastic season, there's no taking that away. And the fact that she's signing for a few more years is great news. But for me, the, there's been so many fantastic players, the ones that we haven't mentioned, Katie, she's had a brilliant campaign. Okay, yes, she missed the penalty against Chelsea, but she's really stepped up. No red cards this se season. She's yeah, a, she's a, must so, be her first. <laughs> must be her first time. This is her lowest amount of yellow cards she's had in across her 
a season. So it's huge improvements. But for me, Andres has already said a name, Hafa. Hafaela has just been so important to that defence. And when Leah wasn't there, she was the outlet and she was the one driving the ball forward. And she was also the ones making those last-ditch challenges. And, And she was just fantastic to watch. And I'm going to be honest, the fact that she was just uh, towards the end tried to get a photo with her. Unfortunately, the stewards were turning around pushing us away, so we couldn't get photos with her. But she was just, she's generally a nice person, and she I think she knows that she's going to be missed so much, and it, I think it mean it would kind of mean a little bit more to for her to go out with a player of the season award because she was a fantastic player. Not no taking away from freedom, nothing to take away from Stina. It's just. A little bit sentimental that Rafaela has been fantastic servant for us and a bit unfortunate that she's decided to leave. It is. It is a real shame. And I know it's personal reasons and you've got to respect that and, and fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, she has been brilliant for us. You know, in the time that she's been there, she's had a couple of injuries, so she hasn't played as many games as we would have liked her to have played. But, yeah, she has been brilliant. You know, she's probably been, when she's played, she's probably been our best defender. I think there's no doubt about that. She's a threat in the other box from set pieces. She's great in the air. She's got some important goals. Um, and, yeah, we're all going to miss her. I mean, the only reason why maybe I, I wouldn't have, I personally wouldn't have voted for her for player of the year is because she's leaving. And I'm sad that she's leaving. And, you know, it's a shame. But she has she has been brilliant. There's no doubt about that. She has had a really good season as well. Um, I say... The, the good news is there's been a lot of players that we could have that could have got a vote. Let's be honest. You know, you could have spread it around the team. So many players have stepped up, haven't they, when we've needed them. Caitlin Ford, as, as Andreas mentioned before, what a brilliant season she's had. Her, probably her best season for us. You know, she could have been in with a shout for most improved, actually. I know she's always been a great player, but she's probably stepped up a level this season. You know, and we, we missed her so much when she was injured. If she'd played in that semi-final, you know, who knows what, what the outcome may have been. You know, if we had her in the team, so yeah, there's been so many, but yeah, I, I think overall, probably Frida will probably win most of the player of the season awards for us because of the impact that she had. But um, it's good that there's so many choices. And yeah, Rafa has had a brilliant season, and she's been a brilliant player. Of course, we wish her all the best, you know, for her future career. And um, it's just a shame, and I think she she thinks it's a shame as well that she wasn't able to stay for longer because yeah, she's been key player, and, and yeah, she's been great, but. Um, yeah, we're going to miss her. Uh, and with Leah, with Leah Williamson probably missing most of next season as well, we've got a problem in that position, haven't we? We have got a problem there that we need to address over the summer, and I'm sure we will. Um, it's bad enough missing one of your best defenders without losing both of them at the same time, which is, you know, it's, it's that is an issue that the club need to be working on now for the next... I think we need to buy two central defenders now, if I'm honest. We need at least two. Um, and let's hope that we can... We can get get them in in the summer, but yeah, um, Terry says, yeah, yeah, good shout, Matt. Have was class indeed. She was definitely class. There's no doubt about that. And um, yeah, we we will miss her, of course we will. But let's hope we can get some replacements in and we can deal with her with her missing. Um, Jaffa says, yeah, the day Kim Little leaves, I will cry for the whole day. Yeah, I mean that. Well, she's not going to leave. She'll probably retire, won't she? Want to mm-hmm. leave? But 
yeah, it will be a sad day. Of course it will. She's been what a player. Well, you, it's impossible to underestimate how good she's been in her career, Kimberly, what she's done and what she's achieved in football. It's amazing. Um, and yes, it will be a very sad day when she finally calls it a day. But um, we just want to see her fit next season, don't we? And back in the team and doing what she does. And, you know, I'm sure she's got uh, she's got another year or two left in her, I'm sure, you know, performing at this level for us, which is what, which is what we need. Um so, yeah, so that has been the 2022-2023 season, which, yeah, there's some great moments that we've looked on. There's been one or two really difficult moments as well, some sad moments in the season and some some disappointments. But we won a trophy, and that's always good. And I think the girls have shown that there's a lot more to come from this team. Um, there's a lot more to come. Um over the next couple of years or so, adding some players in, I'm sure that we will. It's a big summer coming up, isn't it? We, we need to make some signings. We know that. Um, we need to try to get some of our players back fit again. You know, best likely to be the first one to return, isn't she? At some point um, early in the season, hopefully, uh, we need to give we need to give them all time, don't we? we? Don't expect Beth and Viv to come straight in the team and be straight away on their A game like they were. At, we need to give them time to get back to that level. It could take a while. They could have a few little injuries in, in the meantime as well. So um, I think next season, we're probably not going to see the best of either of them, if we're honest. We're probably not. You know, it would be good to get them back in the team. But will we see the best of them next season? I'm not sure. Um, and we're not going to see Leah or Laura pretty much at all, are we, for the whole of the next season? So, you know, again, difficulty. But luckily, we will have Kim Little should be back. Leah Walty should be back. Um, so, you know, we will have one or two players back for the start of the season. But it's been a good season this season, hasn't it? It's, it's always nice to win a trophy. The Champions League brought us some great moments um, and a, a brilliant finish. To the to the competition for us was that sixty thousand attendance at the Emirates and what a performance the girls gave as well. Uh, that will live long in the memory, won't it? Along with um, along with lots of other moments from this season. But yeah, disappointment in the league, we know that. But um, but yeah, we got a cup out of it, and that's always nice, isn't it? You can't get too many of those moments. We look forward to more of them um, next season. So yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a bit of a sad night because this is our last show of the season because it's all finished. Um, the season kind of finishes tomorrow. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the FA Cup final. And of course, it's a Women's Champions League final as well tomorrow. So pretty much football finishes tomorrow, really. I know there's the Conference League final next week or something, isn't there? West Ham are in that. So, you know, good luck to them. Um, and then, of course, a few weeks to go and then the World Cup starts, um, which is good. Just quickly, obviously, the squad was announced. I think it was yesterday or the day before, wasn't it? The World Cup squad by Serena. Obviously, Lotta made it in there. She fully deserved to be in there as well. So great for her. Let's hope she can get some game time in this tournament. She deserves it, certainly. So it was good for her to put, to be picked pretty much what we expected the squad to be, really. I mean, yes, it's a shame Nikita Parrish didn't make it. She's had a good season at Man United. Maybe feel a little bit unfortunate not to have got picked. Um, but we've got a lot of competition, haven't we, in the forward places these, these days. So, um, yeah, it was. It's, it's good to get the squad done. And now we can look forward to the World Cup starting um, in what's it's um it's about six weeks, eight weeks, seven weeks time, isn't it? It starts I think something like six, seven weeks time. So yeah, so it's it's gonna we're looking forward to that. It's gonna be good. The kickoff times are gonna be a bit weird, but anyway, we'll 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 adapt and get used to it. I'm sure it's gonna be good. So we look forward to that. But yeah, it's our last show of the season, which is a very sad time. But it's been it's been a great season on the show. We really enjoyed um all you guys in the chat as well. We've had some great um great people join us this season, some great comments as well. Um and hopefully uh, we'll be well, we'll be back next season with more of the same, you know, maybe one or two little differences to the show. Maybe we'll try a few different things as well to keep it uh, to keep it fresh. But 
we'll be back, obviously, with the Arsenal Women's Weekly again, probably when the Champions League qualifiers come round again. And we'll be doing some World Cup stuff as well during the World Cup. So we'll have some World Cup shows on as well um, once that starts. But we'll have a few weeks away probably to recover and have a rest and uh, and get ready for um, what's going to be, I'm sure, a big season um, next year. Andreas, thank you for joining us tonight. Have you enjoyed the show tonight? And more importantly, have you enjoyed the season with us? That's the most yeah, important thing. Yeah, both, both. I enjoyed the show tonight because uh, this was, for me, this was the best, the best show of the season. We, we lived through all these these moments once again, and and talking about it, uh, it was really coming back to to my mind all these moments and fantastic. And over overall over the season, it's it was just great to be part of this show to discuss all all the things week in week out with you guys and, and with our uh, people who were listening, who are watching and commenting. Uh, for me, it was just great to be a part of this. Uh, I enjoyed every moment, every show, and uh, it made this season more special to be involved in. Yeah, in in this weekly show, it's it's just fantastic and gives me the feeling of being a part of the Arsenal family. So I'm looking forward for the next season and before for the World Cup. Yeah, if if you make a show for the World Cup, uh, I'll be definitely in. Yeah, no, I'll be doing some stuff for the World Cup, definitely. I know that the timing is going to be strange because the games kick off sort of during the day here and stuff. It's going to be strange, but we'll work something out to get some shows on. Even if we do an evening show, we can talk about the game that happened in the morning or whatever it is. So we'll get something in the World Cup, definitely, without a doubt. Um, Jaffa, Jaffa says in the chat there, great show as always. Uh, big up to these legends. And thank you very much for joining us as well again. Terry says, fantastic show again. Richard, Matt and Andreas, um, we'll miss you guys. And many thanks for all the vlogs and the amount of hours you've put in the table. So, yeah, the vlogs have been great this season, actually. That's one thing that we've been sort of um, has increased this season with a number of vlogs that we've done between us all. It's been great. They've been really, really good as well. Some great stuff there. And hopefully next season we can carry on and get more and more of that kind of stuff on the channel because it's great. And I think people enjoy watching it as well. You know, it's a different experience of the game, isn't it? It gives people the opportunity to see see the game from a different perspective on people that haven't wasn't able to go they can get some feel of it as well which is great so it's been good obviously matt good to see you again have you enjoyed the show tonight and obviously i know you've not been on as much this season due to circumstances but hopefully next season will you be back to being a little bit more regular hopefully it's uh i'm hoping to it's it'll be hopefully a little bit more regular um if not i'll make sure i'm doing vlogs uh, the one thing I'll definitely make sure that I will not be doing is a vlog for Manchester United because I will not be stepping at Lay Sports Village ever again after the uh, the uh, mess that was Lay Sports Village. Those that didn't know, essentially, um, just to run it as quickly as I can, it was terrible uh, atmosphere. The fans were just a nightmare, and it was just horrible. I wouldn't if you don't have a car, don't bother going. Essentially um but apart from that yeah i've really enjoyed the season i've really enjoyed talking to a lot of different fans and there's a bit of i've always enjoyed going along talking to people and especially doing podcasts like these so it was fantastic to be part of and hopefully be a bit more regular this time next time next season for sure yeah, let's hope so. Um, we, you know, we, we miss you when you're not on, so it'd be great to have you back back, back regular again if we can. Obviously, Amar tonight wasn't able to make it due to work circumstances, but you know, obviously, Amar is usually on the show, so he, obviously, we've uh, he's been great to have on this season. Harry, again, he can't appear very often, Harry, unfortunately, due to his life circumstances. He's so busy, but 
Um, hopefully we'll get Harry on a bit more next season as well if we can. And, you know, maybe one or two new people as well can come on. You know, if, if you're out watching the show and you enjoy what we do and you, you fancy getting involved in one of the shows or so next season, let us know and be good to get new people on as well um, and get different um, get different perspectives on it all. It's always good to see. Um, LG says there, thank you guys for always making my Friday nights fun. No, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you guys in the chat. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of great comments this season in the show, actually. A lot of people... A lot of people join us for the first time this season through the season, which has been great. So hopefully you guys will be back next season with us, enjoying it all again. Um, Terry says, um, and to all in the chat, it's great to have your great input and to have uh, met each and every one of you. All stay safe and see you all soon. Yeah, that no, has been great. You say there's been a lot of new people joining us this season in the chats and stuff like that. So that's good. And hopefully, I say you guys will be back with us next season uh, for the World Cup as well. Um, Terry says, uh, just a uh, quick... Special thanks to Andreas for the amount of time, effort, and miles he has done this year. Now he's put some miles. There's no doubt about that. Flying, flying around to, to London on several occasions to to the game, which has been great. I mean, Matt's done some done, done some travelling for us as well. He's been to a lot of games this season, Matt. So let's not let's not leave Matt out of that as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it has been a great season. It has been great to you know to be able to do this show once a week, have you guys on, and to be able to talk about something that we all love doing, which is watching this great team. And enjoying all the moments along the way um so yeah hopefully next season we'll have a lot more memories a lot more great stuff to come and we'll all look forward to that i'm sure so yeah we'll, we'll probably have a few weeks off for the until the world cup maybe I mean, maybe one or two things in the meantime i might do as well maybe part of for the men's team as well and if any transfers come in who knows we may do some shows looking at the new players that we've that we've bought which would be good won't it so we'll probably look at something like that as well as things go on but yeah for the time being we're gonna have a little bit of a break and you know hopefully enjoy some sunshine in the next few weeks if, if we get some um and bigger and better next season with some more arsenal great arsenal women's content we look forward to that so thanks to everyone for watching all through the season it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us um terry says matt's our pop star a song to finish when going is okay terry what terry wants a song from matt then to finish the, to finish the season in style go ahead matt Find, pick, pick a song and finish us off on a good high I think it's kind of fitting that we should do a half a song, isn't it? So, um, yes, uh, we got half a da 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 da, oh, half a Ellie da 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 da. She plays in red and white, and she's better than Millie Bright. We got half a. Half was better than Millie Bright. We'll take that all day long. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, that was a great way to finish the season, actually. A great way to finish the show and a nice little tribute there to, uh, of course, Hafo is, is leaving us, unfortunately, but uh, we wish her the best. Um, so yeah, thanks to all you guys watching. Thanks to Andreas, to Matt, uh, and also as well, I'll say to Amar as well for, for throughout the season and to all you guys as well. Terry's gone 10 out of 10 for that one. There you go. You can't get much better than 10 out of 10, can you? So that's good. A uh, bit like our Continental Cup season, a 10 out of 10. That's what we want to see. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks to everyone who's been on the show. Um, and we will see you for the World Cup, if not before. Take it easy, guys. The weekend starts now and the summer starts now because the football season is nearly finished. Um, but enjoy the Champions League final tomorrow. We're going to enjoy that. Come on, Barcelona. Smash Wolfsburg because we don't want Wolfsburg to win the win. We're all Barcelona fans tomorrow. I don't normally like Barcelona, but tomorrow we will be cheering for Barcelona to win. So we'll definitely enjoy that. Uh, Terry says, come on, you girls. Indeed, come on, you girls. Right, OK, that's it then. 
Tana, guys, take it easy. Thanks for watching. Come on, you gunners. We will see you soon. Enjoy um, the summer, and we'll be back. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. See you soon. To Arsenal now, Frieda Marnham again inside the air, looking for a second goal. Oh, she's got a second goal. That seals it. Frieda Marnham again.